Previously on Shelf Life. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Some of it seems kind of like, well, yeah, that kind of is a thing. Like the giant Zordon heads. Okay, so the giant, we have giant Zordon heads. <laughs> and in the middle, there's a in pipe the middle is this crystal pipe organ. I wrote the same thing. <laughs> I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that he spent the, he got, he got a he winter back break. back holidays. That Jorah's like, like, oh, hey, I'm back from school. Hey, <laughs> where, where are you going? We have to study more. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, father, but uh, I, have, I have a, um, I have to spend Christmas with mom. He flies out of the fortress and we immediately cut to Metropolis and the tone yep. changes to a total comic strip. Yeah, we go straight to Metropolis. We go straight to Metropolis. What I don't think you didn't he... do, and we're back. And we're back to continue with Superman from 1978. We are starting. Well, we we left the Fortress of Solitude. We're now in Metropolis. Now, Rachel, do you think were you saying he went straight to Metropolis or we went straight to Metropolis? No, he went straight to Metropolis. Like, all no, of a there's no way Metropolis. No, 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 no. The you think he time went has. Else? I think time has passed. I think he he's went still, but he's been in the Fortress of Solitude this entire time, and then he went yes. to, straight to Metropolis. That's I it. no. Again, I think he has spent. I don't some even time think he with... said any. I don't even think he said hi to his mother. I think he no, went straight. I think he to did. Metropolis. I do not think so. I think that time has passed. He went back to Kansas. He was like, "Hi, ma. I'm gonna go get a job as a journalist somehow." And then he went to Metropolis with all his new knowledge about how the world works, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. All we know is that he's sending his checks there, so it doesn't matter. I think he's a good son. I refuse to believe that he spent 12 years not talking to his mom and then was like, hi, mom, by the way. He went home. I didn't leave the planet. (laughs) I was actually in the North Pole for the last 12 years. And now I'm in Metropolis, but don't worry, I'll send you a check. By the way, I hope everything's been okay for the last decade. No, no. He went, he had to go buy that suit. He had to go get a pair of fake glasses. He had to come up he's with the Clark He's in Kent Metropolis. Character. He probably just bought an apartment and then bought it all there. Like, with he d- what? He didn't have to go to Kansas. He, he had to go get it. some money. I don't know. He did oh, not so he steal just, it. He How went home you? just to take money from mom. And yes. then went to Yeah, I don't know that's what I'm saying. Making him a better son or not, the way you say that. No, I think he went home. He told his mom where he'd been. And then he was like, now I want to go to Metropolis. I guess because that's where the action is. He thinks he can like do more good there. So he's going, but I'm going to need some money, some rent money. But like Metropolis isn't Kansas. No, I think Metropolis well, is, Metropolis is New, New York. New York. It just, it just seems so weird. I don't know. Why did he, I guess like, okay, I guess you pick the biggest it's city. it's where the action is. I don't is. know. 
Jor-El said you have to you have to help humanity and all the help other humanity, stuff. Help humanity, but don't butt in. I'm still I'm still on that. You can't he did not say I'm, that. He yes, did he not did. say that. Yes, he did. Well, then he, he is directly he's directly vi- he, he said you're not supposed to change it. history. He is changing history by being a Look, superhero alien in a world where there are no superhero aliens. Which is still Folks history. At, we're not going to agree on this. Folks at home, History know, is right. everything that is happening then, now, and in the future. That no, is history. If it's happening now, it's happening now. That's the end of it. I will not sanction this buffoonery. But then, okay, then the history of them is going to change. Because but, now, the past of like, him and them he's knowing he's ter- there. Hang on, hold on. He's not a Terminator. <laughs> They didn't send him to 1978 and he's changing. Well, that's the what present. you're saying. You can't change the, the past. No. So he can't change history. Altering history means he can't change now or like butt in to no. them evolving. No. 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 I don't think Kel L and or like Jor- 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 Jor-El. I don't think Jor-El is thinking that he's going to go into the past of the of the humans and change everything. See, I I think How the hell is he supposed it, to do that? That's one of his powers is to Yeah, that's what they're they're for, they're foreshadowing Bullshit. that. That's they're, not the that's same as making it. the fucking earth spin the different direction. That's not the <laughs> yes, same. Must be how he knows that it can be done. Jorel is know, like, I know. Then why didn't I they do that with Krypton and the goddamn sun? They could have turned the sun backwards. No, because because Superman it's can stupid. only he can only do this on Earth because he's it, not on Earth when he spins the Earth backwards. He's, he's in space. Got, he's using their gravitational well, pull. Stupid. On Krypton, they're just normal, they're regular human. They're real regular Kryptonians. None of them have the strength or speed that they would need for Krypton. <gasps> they only have it because of our sun in our galaxy. I, I refuse to give up. He still says not to change the history, and then here he is, button in. I'm just saying he is violating the rules, quote unquote. Well, then he sh- then I'm glad that he violated the rules. Thank you, Superman, for not. <laughs> obeying your father and the council or whatever i don't know whose rules these are like okay we have all these rules made out in case you have to go to a new planet yeah you're not allowed to do these things here are your Dorel is just kind of coming up with them i think your list of rules i'm staying on this i'm gonna gonna keep that's fine we're not gonna come with a conclusion we'll let we'll let the folks at home we'll let the listeners decide so anyway we see the daily planet through the camera lens of Jimmy Olsen. We get Jimmy Olsen here. The Oh, golly gee shucks, Ms. Lane, Mr. Kent. You know Jimmy Olsen, Rachel. He's a very famous comic book character. The photographer for the Daily Planet. The kid photographer. Okay. I think it's an interesting way to do the cinematography, too. No, I do, I do like seeing lens. the camera. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. And you get to see all the different elements of the newsroom and the chaos of the newsroom and you see jimmy olsen and the interaction and, he, like, and how everybody people yeah, yeah and how they react and he, and to I, them. we meet lois lane and we meet lois lane because jimmy's taking a picture of her go ahead and then she asks how to spell a word yeah what word did, i can't remember which word she has to spell it's something that well, needs two it comes T's. up so many times what is it hold on i'm looking 
I'll, because I want to name every word that she has to have spelt for her. Well, I, Perry White says thing? that there's not two peas in Rapist, which yeah, I thought I was that funny one. that this quote-unquote, like, family movie, they're using the word rapist. Well, she likes the hard-hitting stuff. That's right. Bloodletting. Bloodletting, How many right. T's are in bloodletting? Two. And it, like, you gotta, rem- let's make sure they understand this, too. They're on typewriters. Yes, they are. There's no computers. They're God, on what a, typewriters. What a time. So if they make a mistake, they have to rewrite everything. Okay. Not necessarily. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. No, no, no. Because I mean, they'd I have think to, like, what... white it out. They'd have to go in there and have to, like, do all the don't, things no, and then make sure you, wouldn't, uh, you go on top of it. a newspaper like this have uh, typesetters? So you'd have, the reporter would make the article and then there would be, like, a, oh, like a typesetter who would, like, Yeah, but then they have to, like, it. set up the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and they would and write they it, it laid out. They have it like physically laid out, and then they like yeah. paste stuff down, and then they like print through it. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. A better time. I man, a typewriter is such an elegant machine. I loved playing with a typewriter, though. That was fun. Yeah. Grandma had that one. Oh, and that then you massacre was another one. She why is this a running joke? Is this in the comic books that she can't spell? I don't know if it's a running joke in the comic books because again, I don't. I, I don't have a lot of knowledge about the comic books i think it's a running joke for the movie that it's just like she doesn't you know she doesn't, she doesn't care, about, care the, about the spelling it's spelling. more about the, she's the just trying content. to get the story yeah exactly right. i think that's what it's you're just, supposed to get it's out just of this kind of, it's just so silly because it's like every i'm like, like it's like every few seconds it felt like well, she's like i don't know how to spell this oh you spell those double yeah, letters there's only tough. one in rapist you know it, it, there's like the massacres like with two s's and like <laughs> bloodletting is yeah. two t's every word though i mean it is showing that she is like a hard-hitting right person that's, now that I'm, it's like, also the way to show words. what kind of stuff she does yeah so. bloodletting yeah. massacre you know it's yeah. just it makes sense yeah the first shot of her is through jimmy olsen's camera and he does she's like i can't remember what she's doing before he says smile but she like oh, just typing she like poses for the camera like for yeah. a split second and then it goes back which i thought was funny too she is an ambitious, she is a no-nonsense reporter, she is tough as nails, she is, I, I guess, they, wouldn't they call her a girl boss nowadays, Rachel? Isn't that the, uh, is the, that the popular the, is expression that what they with call the kids? It? I don't know. I don't know. But she is, <laughs> she's, a, she's a very strong um, She's a very presence. strong and independent woman. That's right. Yes, I was going to say more that she's just a strong presence, but yes, if you're if we're taking the feminist angle on this, she's a strong, independent woman. Strong, independent she, woman. Look at her. No, I agree. I mean, for 1978, <laughs> especially, people complain about that, like, oh, we have to frame it so that, you know, girls have Women. role, whatever it is. But it's like, I guess, well, yeah, this I was, see. this is 40 years ago, and like, Lois Lane is this badass. <laughs> like, come on. It's she, not like we good. weren't doing this. <laughs> But I, it's it's just not as prevalent, I think, is the idea. She's not the not, superhero, but right. Well, we'll, we'll get into she's different a, things about that. She's a that. strong, independent woman, yes. But in a lot of stuff, they don't usually make women look out to be very strong, very independent, very like can do that themselves, can be you know can be the superhero. Well, a lot they of don't stuff usually sucks. Do that. So yeah, it's true. It's very true. It's, it's it. Don't the... worry, it's all on the list. That's right. <laughs> Margot Kidder is playing Lois Lane. Margot Kidder, in the behind-the-scenes interviews and stuff, I it's another one of these actors where I can't tell when she's being serious and when she's not being serious. But she was 
perfect for this role too just yeah. like christopher reeve the movie would not work without margot kidder as lois lane at all and it would they were auditioning auditioning a bunch of people she came in much like julia louis dreyfus on on seinfeld she came in wearing cowboy boots a cowboy hat <laughs> and richard Why donner is that a thing? i don't know and richard donner said that she, his quote about margot kidder which had to be after she had some issues in the 90s we'll talk about those issues maybe down the line like when we get to the end of the superman series but he says about her that she just goes margot's just a, a walking disaster she he goes oh she's he goes she's a, a, a such a klutz but and he's like but she was perfect because she had this heart and she had this ability to like talk back to clark and to gush over superman and was just this perfect personality for it. And you get that. Yeah. The other thing that Margot Kidder did do, which did, I think, halt her career quite a bit, is she did not hold back, When we'll talk about this more in Superman 2, when the Salkinds fired Richard Donner, she went to the press and was like, fuck the Salkinds, we lo love mm -hmm. Richard Donner. Yeah. yeah, so stuff happened there. But... She is very, very good as Lois Lane, in my opinion. No, I, I, like I think her. that she captures the essence of, of this character. Like I was right. saying, I was expecting somebody softer. Yeah. And she's so rough, and I love it. She's, I love yeah. that she's, like, so rough. <laughs> yeah. She's clearly a smoker, too. Like, you can tell that this lady, this lady's flicking cigarettes. <laughs> So we go into Perry White's office. Perry White, of course, the editor of the Daily Planet, yep. the great character of Perry White. The whole energy that you get out of this scene is that it is like a comic strip. I think that's what they were trying to do. Like it would be, you know, the camera's moving quick and they're all talking very fast and there's like right. little jokes here and there. I liked the one joke that she tells because she's giving Perry White her article and she says something about, you know, the the report I was writing about the sex and drug orgies in the senior citizens home. And <laughs> like it, it goes by so quick that if you don't if you don't pick up on it, you just totally it just totally just goes by. It. Yeah. We see that Clark Kent is in the room with them. We have the editor in chief. We have Lois Lane. We have little Jimmy Olsen, the photographer. And then we also have Clark Kent sitting in there. Yes. And we see the extent that Clark Kent will go to play a doofus. A role. Like he, he you is... say doofus. He's just kind of like the dork, like the nerd. <sighs> yeah, he, the, I mean, well, he is. Hello. Like, like, let me push my, my glasses up. Yeah, my, he's pushing my the nose. glasses up. And, and I get it. Like he wants to. He, he wants, wants to. He's completely opposite of Superman. That's right. Because he, he he's trying to be incognito and the way to do right. that is to just be the dorkiest person he can possibly imagine now he is the dorkiest person that you can possibly imagine but at this point chris reeves for the part went from like 180 pounds to like 210 or something like that <laughs> so he's just this hulking figure he's like six four and he's like oh hello everyone i'm clark kent right and, and it's like well are you clark kent but you're also like an nfl linebacker like what are we doing he just works out he just works out it's no big deal <laughs> it, it, he sits at the desk all day he's got to make sure he like you know stays fit 
<laughs> and of course, as always, it is one of those things where you just have to accept the fact that Superman doesn't wear a mask. So it'd be pretty obvious to figure out who he is, but no one really does. He's fine. You know, it's, it's fine. very difficult to, to see the change in tone, the glasses, and then the little curly cue. We don't. Ha- we haven't seen the little curly cue. Haven't seen the curly cue. Uh, it's coming. Clark apparently gets this job because he's a very fast typer, which makes sense because he's Superman. And <laughs> White is gonna give. Clark the city beat, which Lois gets mad at because she's like, that's my beat. And right. White says, well, he's going to be good for it because he's got he's young and he, he can do all this stuff and he can type really quickly. Clark is saying some stuff to back to Perry White and he and you get the idea that Lois is like, oh, don't tell me. He's going to send half of his check to his old gray haired mother. He's like sweet old lady, like his sweet old mother back in you know yeah, some small yeah. town. Like she says yeah. it like that. Yeah. And then he goes, and well. Clark's like, <laughs> she, she, he says like, well, she's actually got like white hair or gray hair or whatever he says. Uh, so he's just like, wow, you are like, you are not real. She thinks of him as being just this like aberration, this right. out of time, out of place type of character. He doesn't belong in Metropolis in 1978. He belongs in this, in an old world. That's what I get out of it anyway. Because she does seem to have, she kind of steps on him. She kind of is like making fun of him. But at the same time, I think she has like some sort of respect for how much of a goody goody he is too. Probably. I mean, she probably likes that. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, at least you sound like you're actually a nice guy. But you also sound like, is this even real? Oh, she even says, she also says, any more at home like you? And he says, um, uh, not really, no. So like it's it's getting to, which she is wants true. A brother We've seen that's it. not a nerd. <laughs> huh? She wants a brother. She wants a brother that looks like him, but's not the oh, like oh, not yes. the nerd. Yes, yeah. That's what okay. she wants. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense because if it was somebody that was a little more macho, but still had the same personality type, she'd be into him. Because well, Lois- I, I don't even know if it's just personality type. He's like, he's attractive, but he's so dorky. Like, I think she's more so like, well, you're you're good looking, you know, and you're yeah. like the nice guy. Oh, Lois you have Clark- like a, a non-dorky brother. <laughs> right. Right. Because Lois Which is like, Clark- the, like the, old, the old school way of thinking of it. Yeah, yeah I guess that makes sense. Because they're both so horny during this part period of the oh movie. Oh my god! <laughs> like it gets, oh my it, god. Gets, it gets pretty ridiculous. I couldn't sooner. believe it. But this is a. This I, is I wrote a, down. I have a note that I can't wait to bring up. <laughs> okay, because this is this is a this is a this movie. My god, my god! And there's this giant messy setup in the Daily Planet. I love the look of it. It's just very messy. Clark. Yeah meets Lois at the bottom of the elevator and they talk about his first day and how is he liking it? How's he liking Metropolis? All this stuff. And he's just, you know, well, I think everybody's been so nice. And, uh. Oh, no, no, no. And he says they've been swell. That's that's right. Love swell. that he says swell because I was like making fun of him earlier when I was just like, and I was like, oh, he's going to be like, he's like that swell kind of guy. That's <laughs> and then he swell. said it and I loved it because she's like, did you just say swell? she's like oh my god she's pointing it out yeah she badgers him for saying it i do have a question about this uh maybe a couple so one he's been gone for 12 years and i don't know what the 
colloquialisms changed between 1966 and 1978. Maybe it was a little bit better for him to be saying swell because he was in the Fortress of Solitude or he was at Thanksgiving dinner with Ma. So it's not like he was he was doing a lot of socializing in this time. Well, he's from a small town. Small town and he's, to and he's big from metropolis. A small town. Right. So this this is my second question, though. How much of this is an act and how much of this is Clark Kent? Good question. Good question. Because I think they're clearly the opposites, right? They have these these different identity. Superman, I think, is more like Clark Kent, the real Clark Kent, I think. Mm -hmm. A lot of this bumbling, dorky stuff is the act. But how much of the verbiage that he uses like that is how Clark would talk if he could just be himself? Sure. I would think that Clark Kent himself and Superman would both use the word swell. Okay. I do think that they both would use the word swell. I think it's just the, the well, demeanor I'm glad that you of... caught. Glad that you caught the thief. That's real swell. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just the demeanor, like how he holds himself as dorky Clark Kent that is actually mm-hmm. like the show. Right, mm-hmm. so like when mm-hmm. he couldn't open the bottle in the office, so like and it sprays everywhere. I forgot you know, about stuff that. Like yeah, that. yeah. We we passed over that part where he's for some reason he's got like a Perry. He's got like some Perry. So. He something. asked him if he wanted a drink or something. Okay, and then like yeah. Lois hand like couldn't get it, so she just handed it to him and kept talking because it's like I yeah. do it. I don't want. I don't want to deal with yeah. this. Yeah, and then he he couldn't get it open. She smacks it on the table and then gives it back to him again, and then it like sprays everywhere. <laughs> Right, right. Like, it's it's it's, it's the first time that Clark Kent, Kent gets humiliated because he right. gets all over his pants. I think he was trying to get her to touch his pants, personally. I mean, <laughs> so that was a clear how, opening. Like, turned on, they both are this entire time. <laughs> Good God! So there is a lot of action happening on screen and in the background. There's like yes. some like somebody's like selling vegetables. There's like a bunch <laughs> of people on the street. All of the yeah. stuff is happening in the background, and I well, it's, and it's I, a big city. It never stops. It never stops. I like that though because going on. I feel like nowadays when you get the background characters like that, they just be walking around. You can tell like there's little personality quirks with like all the people that are the extras in the behind the scenes stuff. It gives mm-hmm. it a little more flair. Sure. It makes it a little more lively, like a like a comic strip. What if that vegetable stand was actually there, and those are actually just real people? like they just because all they're doing is recording them like come out of like the the twirly uh the twirly door the circle door yeah well that's the way maybe maybe they're like oh this is great because there's like a vegetable stand like just right there the way movies shoot they wouldn't be able to do that but but yes if they they did if they did a rogue shoot of superman with i mean sometimes they do do shoots where you can see like, Ghostbusters has a couple of scenes like that where you can just see yes. like the people in the background don't know it's a movie so they are like right. they're like side-eyeing them like running down the street or whatever there definitely are movies that are like that I know I know there's a few shots in Ghostbusters I don't well, know if there's so shots in this there's Ghostbusters where he does like the dancing thing oh god Elf where he's running around New York they said that they just kind of let him do whatever the hell he wanted to. Mm, okay. And he was actually interacting with real people. Gotcha. So like the okay. reactions were real. Okay. And then there was, oh, there was a third one that I thought of and now I can't think of it. I don't remember now. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, 
I story I do remember. Well, the interesting thing about this is it's clearly mocked up to be Metropolis, which is clearly right. a stand-in for New York. But all of this was shot in England, so everything <laughs> had to—they had to bring—they had to import stuff in from New from the U.S. to make it look more American. Okay. So it clearly was like a set, but I don't know oh, if it's yeah, outside it or not. Yeah. So they're walking down the street, Lois and Clark, and they get a gun pulled on them from a guy in an yes. alley. Yeah, what is this? Is crime so bad in Metropolis that this can just happen randomly? Like, how bad is crime that they're just, it's five o'clock or whatever. Like, they're just left work. And this guy's yeah. just like, I mean, he's like, I'm going to mug you. Like, here. come here. Let's... <laughs> yeah, give me the money. Like, put you in this back alley for a second. Like, come out from the, the public view into this back alley. Don't just run away. Like, I would have just ran away. Um. <laughs> you do get a little bit of the mix of Clark and Superman, because the first thing he does is he puts, he gets puts steps in between. Her. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then he does kind of go back to being sheepish Clark Kent, because he's like, oh, we better do what he says, Lois. And and right. they go into the, the alley. Clark acts stupid, and he tries to tell the gunman that it, the gun isn't the answer, and you can't solve your problems with a gun and the yeah. thief is for a second he's like oh yeah you're right mister you're right and then he like points the gun further because because clark is like oh see he didn't really want to shoot anybody at all and lois is like yeah right and then and of course they, it, the situation escalates lois being lois drops the purse to give to the thief and clark's oh, like totally what, are you, lois, what are you lois what are you what are you doing and Instead she of kicks him in the face. Yes, she just she kicks, kicks this guy in the face. face. <laughs> the guy in retaliation shoots. Yep. And Clark catches the bullet and then he pretends to have passed out. Lois thinks he was shot for a second and then realizes that he was fainted and he gets disgusted. This is where you almost get Clark Kent winking at the camera. He did wink at the camera. No, he I don't think did. he does. It was I don't a think he does. Break. She walks away, he shows us the bullet, and he, like, smiles at the camera. Bullshit it's, that he didn't actually look at the camera. He did. I, I went, oh my it, god, he just broke the fourth wall. The, on first viewing, I thought so too, but she walks toward the- They get away with it a little bit. I think they did want to do a wink at the camera, but she walks toward the camera off screen, and he's turning to look at her and smirking about the fact that he, like- you know, got away with doing Superman. Is it just that? So he wasn't actually looking at us? I don't think he was looking at us. If you if you it look at it again, like his, wall. his face is not right at the camera. It's slightly to the left. And he, and he doesn't right. actually right. wink. But, but he does smirk, and it makes it almost look like he's breaking the fourth wall. I think that's what they wanted to do. So, so that kind of like just yeah. playing, toying with it. They're it looks it. like a... For those that are used to that kind of you know, breaking the fourth wall thing. Uh, that's what it was for, for sure. But okay. I think they didn't quite do that. Oh, he doesn't quite turn all the way. It's I thought he smirked at the way. camera. The first time I watched it, I thought so too. And then when I oh. the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's looking at her. Like, I, yeah, I did the same thing. Damn. Mm -hmm. I really thought it was. <laughs> oh, well. Clark knows exactly what's in her purse. He gives up the ghost a little bit there. He should have been... I, I guess he's not used to being Clark Kent with the Superman powers to 
Well, because he's like interacting with people now. Yeah. As yes. this new character that he's created. Right. Yeah. So he doesn't he doesn't have it all completely down pat yet. Yeah. All and... you gotta do is say, D -d -d "Is it worth risking your life?" And then like you know, saying just something random for a few bucks, and then that's it. <laughs> just stop. Just like... stop right there. Yeah. Don't get, don't get very like detailed with how much you think you know it's in her purse because then i'd get creeped out and think you've been sniff like sn like going through my stuff at work like right exactly yeah yeah <laughs> like that's what i would have thought too like this fucking creep at work was going right. through my stuff weird pervert no <laughs> <laughs> oh great they hired kent he's a big pervert <laughs> oh god um, she was like mystified by it i think i don't know maybe she i don't know what she thought yeah her. i don't i mean she seems to be fine with them so she didn't think much she probably just rolled her eyes and moved on because that's yeah. kind of how she would be like oh whatever like good guess i guess the next thing we get is we are introduced to otis we don't know his name yet, but it's the it's Ned Beatty, the great Ned Beatty. Oh, he's gee boss, he's oh, he's a big dumb oof kind of guy. Yeah, and he's a yeah, henchman. He it's yeah. a very, very cartoony uh, role. Yeah. This is what you don't like. Yeah, it you is. didn't like this no. part. Mm -mm. <laughs> I I don't I guess see like okay. We're not like totally at Lex Luthor and his henchmen and like how they interact with each other yet, but not was I not what I was expecting. Not what I was expecting and very confused by like all of it. Cause I was just like, maybe maybe I'm like getting him confused with the kingpin or something, because I would think that he'd want smart or like more intelligent and useful individuals well, around him, not this bumbling oaf. I have a theory for this. Because I have a headcanon ability here for this one. I okay. think so. Lex is such a narcissist. Right. And he's yes, that, very apparent. And he is a genius. He is a genius. Sure. That he doesn't want anyone near his intellectual level because he doesn't want anyone to come up with anything that could be considered an idea better than his. Then he has like real like self-esteem issues then if he thinks that he can't have someone that's a little bit more intelligent because they could possibly be smarter than him, even though yeah. I think he already thinks he's smarter than everybody in the world. So he does. how could you have somebody smarter than you? And I doubt I'm they're just... going to talk back to you if they are intelligent because they don't want to lose their job. The other possibility. This guy is... talks back to him and he's a dumb oaf. Like, it's just annoying. <laughs> It is bizarre. It's very cartoony. Yeah, it, it is. It gets it's, even it's more a, cartoony with these it's three. A, I feel like this is the part that was very over-the-top, campy, cartoonish, and they had to well, dumb it, and they had to, like, tone it down a little bit, and this is where they toned it down to. Probably. And it's a sign of the times. This is how the villains are. They're, and he declares himself a criminal mastermind. Like, it's right. not exactly subtle. No, like, I know. But it's it's just like, I guess, because he's also like the businessman evil guy, right? Which is which is mm -hmm. a lot of the time typical. And sure. like I said, That's like the Lex kingpin, Luther. he wants smart guys that are like, can actually get the goddamn job done, right? Stuff like that is what I'm expecting. And then I get Lex Luthor and his bumbling oaf. Yep. <laughs> It's just like you don't even have like a butler that like is a bit more like uh I don't know if in useful? the comics 
Lex has a lot of henchmen, to be honest. I always think of him as more of like a Doctor Doomish type of character. Yeah, but, but I still really okay. But you don't. I, I don't really know because like... I, I just haven't listened or read a lot of Superman stuff. He he uh, became the president in the comic books at some point because I mean Lex Luthor would. If he ran for president, even in this world with the Christopher Reeve verse, oh, he would have been president. He would have been elected president. He would have been elected president. <laughs> Absolutely, I, 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 one hundred percent agree. He knows how to manipulate people. Yeah, he, he manipulates. Does. He manipulates Superman later. Yeah, he does. So the cops are on the trail of Otis, and they're thinking that maybe he will lead them to Luthor. So Luthor is clearly known by the cops he is a wanted criminal he's a criminal genius mm-hmm. i like the joke where otis is at uh, one of the newsstands and he just tells him like oh, i'm just picking up the planet here jerry or whatever the guy's name is right and he grabs a pretzel too and the the dog because the guy's blind right otis was trying to get away with it. the dog starts barking yeah, yeah, yeah and he's like fine fine i grab the pretzel <laughs> that's a good joke you get the idea that they know that Otis is one of his pawns. So they start following him and Otis heads into the subway station and he heads to the side of the, this rail, this like railway. Yeah. I'm surprised that the cop, so the cop kind of figures it out. So the train goes by and Otis is standing there. He's in front of like this door and the train goes by and Otis is gone. So the cop realizes, Oh, he must be behind this door. So he goes up to the door and the walkie talkie still worked which I was shocked by because it's like, you are in the subway system right. of Metropolis. How in the world is this this uh, walkie-talkie still working? If you are that low, good luck getting Wi-Fi to work, much less well, a walkie-talkie. Signals. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised the radio signals work, but it's just like, maybe that's better. Maybe, maybe that, the yeah, radio maybe they actually work better. better. Yeah, than, maybe like regular Wi-Fi and yeah. or like anything that has to go to a tower or something. Right? Yeah, our uh, friends, our friends in law enforcement and or walkie-talkie enthusiasts or people that have jobs <laughs> with walkie-talkies, let us know what is the uh, what's the situation there. Could you do that in a subway? I want to know. So anyway, he goes behind the secret door, which I thought was kind of neat. Oh, I yeah. have I have a very big opinion about this la- this layer. We'll get to that in a second. So the Weird. cop realizes <laughs> what. Anyways, go on. <laughs> the cop realizes it, it as Otis, complete with tuba music, Otis gets tuba music here. He gets I tuba love it. music. He got tuba music. Because he's like, boom, 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 boom. He walks into Lex's lair. Lex is monitoring all of this on monitors. And he forces the cop to yeah. basically get pushed in front of this train. Oh my god! And this dude gets got. He gets run over by a train in a Superman movie from 1978. I did not expect that at all. No. Like, this is a gruesome death. It is. And the cops come in and find him. Well, they find his hat. But we don't get much follow-up no, after that. We don't get to see the body. we don't want to see a body i think that's what it is i think they pick up the hat or like 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 show the hat but they don't show anything else because it's like oh they find him yeah exactly well i mean he'd be he'd be he'd be in pretty bad shape for getting run over by a a speeding subway we get lex luther played by gene hackman the great gene hackman 
wasn't sure if he wanted to do this. Thought that if he bec- if he signed on to play Lex Luthor, it would make it would taint his career because he was known as a serious actor and he was like if I go in to do this silly Superman movie, <laughs> I'm going to it's not going to be good. When Marlon Brando signed on, he actually realized like okay, maybe I can get away with it because if Brando can get away with it, then maybe I can get Brando's away with it. Brando's in this. <laughs> so then he signed on. He didn't want to shave his mustache. The story that they tell, which again, all of these people have these stories and you have no idea if they're actually, you know, how much they're embellishing them. Right. But the story that they tell is that Richard Donner met him and Richard Donner told him, well, if you shave your mustache, I'll shave mine. So Gene Hackman said, great. And he showed up the next day with his mustache shaved and Richard Donner still had a mustache and he pulled it off because it was a fake mustache because Richard Donner didn't really have a mustache because he had heard that Gene Hackman didn't want to shave the mustache for the part. My God. They, they could not get Gene Hackman to shave his head for the part. Which Lex Luthor famously bald. Well, he, I guess I shouldn't. Yes, that. they do it. No, they imply it later because they imply it later in the lair. There's wigs everywhere. So he right. is bald, but that's real. That's he, he's not wearing a wig in the movie. No, that's his, his, yeah, hair, that's his hair. And they styled it different. Weird. Yeah, they yeah, styled it different to make it look like he was wearing wigs, but it's not really. Because I was just like. Maybe he loses his hair later. Is all I kept thinking. I was like, maybe he loses his hair later or something. I don't know. Because I was like, weird that he has hair. He's Lex Luthor. Well, did you catch the wigs, though? Yeah, yeah. I caught the wigs. Yeah. Yeah. So then maybe he's just embarrassed by his bald head. And then... Or he's or he's only the mastermind like villain when he takes off the wig. Because later he, like, rips it off. I don't know. It's very weird. (laughs) Oh, like his secret identity is with Yeah, because he takes off the wig and I guess he's wearing like a bald cap at that point because he goes like, I'm Lex Luthor, master villain or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's like... weird too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where he like decides, I guess, not to bother. Yeah. Or yeah, like does he think he's in disguise because he's got the like, wig He's just on? rich man like Lex with the wig and then without the wig, he's like mastermind Lex. I don't know. <laughs> We also get Lex's other henchman, Miss Teschmacher, oh, played lady. by Valerie Perrine, which yeah. I'll I'll do it once because I'll th- lose my voice if I do it multiple times. But throughout this movie, Lex just Lex just keeps going Miss Teschmacher for no reason. Oh my god! Whatsoever. I don't know why. Every time he screams for her, he screams for him. It's just like okay. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> this is what I mean. If you didn't want to have to scream all the time, you could get people that are competent. So she's way more competent than the bumbling oaf, though. She absolutely is, and she calls him sick for killing the cop. Which I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He goes on this little tirade about he's how he's a criminal mastermind and all of this stuff, and he asks why he surrounds himself with nincompoops. And I'm thinking, like, yes. Like you said, like, yes. Why do you surround yourself with nincompoops? You know what the other thing could be? Maybe all the Lex scenes are from the perspective of Lex. So they're not really that stupid. But Lex, in his oh. head, sees them. Yeah, see? That's oh, an interesting. Yeah. That's how he sees mm-hmm. them. But they're not actually this incompetent. Yeah. Interesting. Give me that, give me that Superman movie. Just call it Luther. 
Yeah, just like um, there was supposed to be that ro- there was supposed to be that Robin Hood movie told from the standpoint of the sheriff of Nottingham, which would have been really interesting. And then they just didn't do that. It, like same thing. Oh, that's disappointing. I I would like some movies from like the superheroes villains well, perspectives. They do that in the comics. Is- the problem is, is that they the villain movies that they have been putting out for like they might not be like superhero villains, but the villain movies they are pulling putting out are giving them hero arcs. So I feel like they'd end up doing that with the villains. You do, with, you do the like, anti-hero thing. Though. You can still have them be villainous. It's just that people, but they, but they aren't doing that. Is what I'm saying. So the if they Joker, I don't. That, I will disagree and say that I don't think Joker had a heroic arc. I think well, no, the Joker didn't. I wasn't thinking about the Joker. Which one were you thinking of? I I wasn't think. I said I wasn't talking about superhero villains. Oh, okay. What I can't think of a movie where it's like from the villain's perspective, but it's a okay. he- like they get a heroic uh, arc. Maleficent. Uh, oh, Cruella. I, I haven't seen uh, those. They're not. They're yeah. not shown as bad people. They're shown as well. People were assholes to them, so now they're like, "Well, we're just gonna fucking fight back." That's legitimately how they're showing them, and it's like, sure. Well, now you're giving them a good side, but they're just supposed to be a villain. I think. Like, well, why I can't think they that be a villain? I think that that's one way you can go, but I also think that you can make one where they're just they're just assholes. Like, yeah, they I don't love have to be to... a villain. Yeah, Maleficent. So, like, I think the Joker. Is... The Joker. Like, that's legit. Yeah, but even that, you could say they give you the you sympathize with him. And, and I really didn't like that movie. He or was the lying portrayal, the but... whole fucking time. That was from his perspective. But we'll we'll get into that when we... We'll leave you <laughs> over one day. So, anyway. I have to talk about this lair. Because it's made out of an, an old abandoned subway station. And it's pretty sweet. It's crazy looking. This is a pretty awesome lair. Lex, you should just stay here. You should not bother with any of this criminal mastermind stuff. Just enjoy having this abandoned subway station. It makes him a little bit like a Ninja Turtle. He does a live bit, like, a, yeah. like a Ninja Turtle. Like, yeah. do you think that the Ninja Turtles own the subway station next door to well, Lex Luthor? They Luther? possibly do. They could, yeah. Do you think that any time like, <laughs> Lex is just like, this damn kids with their skateboards next door? <laughs> Ninja Turtles. He's just constantly smells pizza. Oh, hey, Lex. Oh, it's old man <laughs> Luther. We're going to steal his wigs. <laughs> they, they, they threw toilet paper on his, like, statues and, like, library and stuff. <laughs> Turtles! <laughs> oh, no. Give me that. Give me that crossover with Lex. That could this. be ridiculous. <laughs> It also reminded me of oh my god the fifth the remember remember the fifth of November what is that called V for Vendetta the, oh yeah he Vendetta. does live in like an abandoned he lives in, station yeah. in that too. and yeah. he has all that fancy shit yeah it's a real theme it is a theme I don't know I, I don't know what what it is but it's a theme <laughs> he says he's going to be involved in real estate swindles and he holds up a piece of p- paper which says that there's nuclear tests taking place. Nuclear. It's nuclear. pronounced nuclear. You can't quite tell how that has anything to do with anything, which I guess makes it a good plan, because the second time you watch this, you can put the pieces together of like the foreshadowing right. of everything, but you're like, what does that have to do with anything with a real estate plan? Sure. So Ms. Tashmacher asks him, why is it always real estate? And Lex says, his father told him. Ms. Tashmacher, when I was six years old, my father said to me, get out. Before that, he said, son, stocks may rise and fall. Utilities and transportation systems may collapse. 
People are no damn good. But they will always need land, and they'll pay through the nose to get it. Remember my father said, land. That stocks and bonds go up and down, and they rise and fall. But land is always a great investment, which was true prior to about mm, 2008. Lex says it's ridiculous how much stuff costs up on the surface world. So it's better to be the mole man <laughs> down here underneath because you get this entire <laughs> yeah you get this whole freaking sweet penthouse and it is sweet i would take this lex luther lair in a minute yeah but i mean you are kind of like shut in you know you're not Otis like, goes to the have... surface if you're all right if you weren't a criminal I don't know. Yeah. if you weren't a criminal and you just lived in this abandoned station you know, the one thing that they don't show you is how much shaking there would ha- be every time one of the subways above you. Oh, yeah. You'd think that there'd be, like, a lot of extra noise and stuff going on. Yeah, there's probably some of that that you're not getting. But I did think it was a very timely message about how uh, the real estate prices are way too expensive, so he's not going to get some Park Avenue penthouse. They live under Park Avenue. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, but still, like, if you're if you're a villain, this is fantastic. You, you have like it. It is the penthouse under the ground, right? She yeah. wants the view, though. She wants the air. She I mean, wants I guess the New York view. Air back we we find out later that, that they, New York air probably now yeah. isn't even that great. So maybe living Metropolis air. Metropolis, Metropolis air. Metropolis air. Clean might be might be the. I I bet it's not. Maybe this is another reason Superman's there. He's just like we're gonna clean up this city with actual like air pollution stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, he should suck in all the air pollution, <sighs> and then just blows it into something else and just destroys like. <laughs> Surprised that wasn't part of Superman Reeves. Four because that was that was Chris Blow Reeves. Blow it into the space. <laughs> Back at the planet, White is in just a fury, and we get a nice. This is a great cinematic shot we get here. It is a long dolly shot. You go around the entire newsroom and you go from like table to table, person to person. It's filmmaking at its finest. It really is. Oh, I do. I do like that. Yeah. You go around, you see all the chaos that get, lets you get, gives you an idea of how the newsroom works. It keeps your eyes on the characters, all of the, these characters that you've met and that you know. And it allows you to get a little bit of a splice, a slice of life into the workings of the Daily Planet. And then Clark asks Lois out, but Lois takes a rain check on it. She's going to meet the president's plane. She says she's going to meet Air Force One to get an interview. Right. Which is Jesus. <laughs> That's a big she's, interview. She's Lois Lane. She's their best reporter, I guess. That's they... true. That's very true. So, and, and she's that hell-bent on being there when the plane lands. I feel like if you were to meet, even in 1978, you're meeting Jimmy Carter at the airport or the wherever the Air Force That's One lands. Deal, I feel like you'd still have to get some clearance to be able to be yeah, there. Yeah, she probably does. She probably does. I mean, she's going uh, to go in. She's going to give her the bit. She's probably going to show up, like flash the badge and say, look, I'm a news reporter. And they're like, okay, you have to stay behind this line, but you have to be over there. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I think that is her clearance. So she does get to go do something like that. But I think it's okay. a big deal to actually be there when they land down. I think that's always been a big deal. Oh yeah. No, I think that definitely always is a big deal. I just, I just thought that. Uh, I guess. Yeah. If she has that clearance, then she's probably a good. So yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. I will sanction that buffoonery. Where were we? So 
she tells Clark because he asks if she can go with him or if she can drop he can drop her off or whatever, and she says only mm-hmm. if you can fly because it's such a long way and it's oh, 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 because he can fly. And then there's a funny <laughs> little scene of Clark having to wait for an elevator. Yeah. I I did want to know why it it lets Chris Reeve show off his range in playing yeah. Clark Kent as a goof, but why does he keep the ruse up when total strangers are going by? He has I to. Guess. No matter I what, if so. strangers or not, he is Clark Kent right now. Yeah. He has do you to think, be, just no matter what. Do you think... Otherwise, go, that just, like, destroys everything. But do you think walking home from work, he pushes the glasses up and still does oh, it yeah. all? Oh, yeah. All right. oh, it's pretty yeah. dedicated. He doesn't know when, like, another person he might know is there. He has it's to like, keep <laughs> up his persona. He it, The only time he is not... Clark Kent is probably at home by himself and when he's Superman. He has okay. to keep up the persona. It's like that uh, old magician in the prestige that had to walk bowlegged forever. Oh my god. There's a reference for you. <laughs> Top that, folks. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> the planet it must be doing really well because they've got their own helicopter. Yes! So- newspapers in 1978 doing great there's a scene with the helicopter landing i think that this could have been quickened for some other stuff i think that they could have done this faster or cut this scene down a little bit because i guess they thought it was cool because they got to have a helicopter yeah like it's it is a real helicopter landing on on a set or whatever but they could have put some more character stuff in and i think just had the helicopter there you didn't have to show it landing And we see that there's a loose wire or like a cable or something that is below the helicopter's landing spot. And Lois gets in and as the copter takes off, it goes loose and it grabs the helicopter's, what would you call that? Like leg? What is that called? Folks at home, I'm not a helicopter pilot. I don't know what the ski legs on the bottom of the helicopter are called. I guess that's all they would be is kind of like the legs of the the helicopter. Yeah. Should I I look this up just for the hell of it? The anatomy of a helicopter. Landing struts or runners. Okay, runners. Or skids. They're also called skids. I like the term runner. I'm going to go with that. So it connects to the runner. And... um, I'm, I'm keeping that all in. So I know you are. I know you are. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cut it out and make it sound like you're a genius. I know. I appreciate that. I am a genius. I'm a criminal mastermind. <laughs> and the copter begins to crash because it can't take the weight. This is all very good. It's all practical. I think this is all very good. It's very epic. It shows how the movies should be made because you can tell it's really happening. You, It doesn't look fake because it's real. It's a real helicopter doing this. Mm-hmm. You enhance the stuff with CGI, like we said. Like some of this right. could have been done safer with CGI, but you should still start with the practical and enhance it with the CGI. Yes. So anyway, the copter is hanging from the side of the top of the building and people are looking above and Lois falls because the pilot passed out lois falls out of the helicopter and is hanging on to the side of it as clark exits the building horrifying and he looks up and realizes he needs to turn to superman and there's a good little bit here where he goes by what he thought would be a phone booth but it's already like those are already yeah 
it's out like of date. Open booth. <laughs> yeah, so he like looks at it, he's like, damn. And he like has to keep walking. The score here is perfect. Cause you just got that dun 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 dun. An iconic shot. This is this is iconic. This is one of the greatest shots in movie history. In my opinion. Clark opening the shirt and you oh see Oh my god, yes. Yes. And it's that, just that that, that little right second. There. Yeah, that is Superman. Dun, da, 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 da. And he goes into a revolving door and he spins really oh fast and then he's just wearing the, the outfit. And I do love, I think this is a pimp. I, and he's like, that is a sweet outfit. Oh, I love, I didn't think it was a pimp. I did. I guess I didn't know what it was. He might not have been a pimp, it. but he, it was him and he had a kind of a pimp mobile looking car. And then there was two ladies that might have been dressed provocatively. So I just, I made assumptions about <laughs> about this gentleman he might have just been somebody that you know was very stylish at the time i mean it was very stylish and he thought that superman was very stylish i would have loved in a in a jokier movie this guy would have come back like 20 minutes or like in the third act wearing the same colors yeah (laughs) like yeah exactly Yes, or like he's just in the background, like you, you don't you don't see it, like they don't talk yeah, to him. Yeah, they don't the they don't say anything like about him. He's just there. Yeah, yeah exactly. you got a paint job to the car or something. Yeah, <laughs> Lois falls off the roof, and Superman catches her with relative ease. And you see him fly for the first time. He's hovering. The copter begins to fall, and he catches that with his other hand, and he takes yes. it back to the roof. And they, the people applaud at the bottom, and Lois is shocked at this. Applaud. I mean, maybe they would applaud, but I would be a little scared. I guess, like, how how would you react? Hold on, you got to think about it this way: these things do not exist in the world. Okay, this alien is not prevalent. There aren't superheroes, right? All of a sudden, this guy is flying in the air and is grabbing shit. I don't know. I don't know how I would react. Would I applaud? I don't know. I would probably be really confused. You would applaud that the helicopter didn't fall on top of you. So you'd be relieved and excited about that. So I think you would applaud. Then you'd piss your pants because you'd be like, what is this? Who is this have, person? Did the, did the, have the Russians figured out how to create superhumans? Oh my God, we're screwed. Like, I don't know. yeah, maybe that's where you would go with it. But I, I think mean, it, the first thing you would do is probably be like, oh, excellent. Oh, we save that lady. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just one of those weird things where it's like they immediately go, oh my God, th- this guy's amazing. This guy's amazing. This... Look at him fly. Like, oh, that's fine. Like, like, I'm just going like, guy's just flying and he's just picking shit up without like lifting a finger like it's this reminded me a little bit of i can't remember if it's in the first couple of spider-man but it's in spider-man 3 for sure at the end when the whole audience is watching spider-man try to save mary jane and i mean that movie's bad but it's like the corniness (laughs) of it too true but like you know that they do it in that too. They're applauding. It's Spider Man, yay! So like yeah, this they, is a, it's a superhero Spider-Man. trope that this yeah. movie started. But they know who Spider Man is at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> this is like the first showing of Superman. But again, the first time he does he save the day. 
He does save the day. This is true. So you're just like, oh, well, hopefully, cross your fingers, this guy's actually, like, a good guy. He's not going to try to kill us all, considering... And, and, that and they're pretty high come. up. For all you know, it was a, they're, you know, the, oh, the metro, the Metropolis police just got some sort of advanced robot. Guy on, like, a rope there. that, like, whoosh, and, like, grabbed yeah. her. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was on wires. I don't that know. I came on. Hey, you, guys, you think that that guy's actually flying? He's on fucking wires. Get out of here. He wasn't fucking flying. He was an illusion. It's a fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, but the robots back then are going to be doing stuff like this either. They're just claw machines at that point. <laughs> it's a Vince and Vince. You put all that money in the military, you get a big robot. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Metropolis sounds an awful lot like New York. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, fucking New York. Don't get me started on New York. <laughs> Stole our whole, our whole gimmick. <laughs> oh, uh, so anyway, at the top of the roof, Superman leaves. Well, I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you off flying, miss. Statistically speaking, of course, it's still the safest way to travel because superman <laughs> is corny and he has to uh, still say sure she feels okay say these platitudes don't be scared it's all right and then and then a good little moment here where lois asks who are you and he just responds a friend i thought that was very superman-y where it it's was just like superman no need to thank me i'm just a friend but that lois kind of... to me has the right reaction she finally asked him, right? Because she like had the like, and she's probably in shock as well. Sure. But she asks him who he is. He flies away and waves to her, and then she just faints, like <laughs> out of shock, yeah. probably from both almost dying in a helicopter and also this man flew away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that either. But yeah, yes. I think it's but that's the reaction that makes more sense to me. Oh no, I mean I might faint, but I would shit myself first and then probably faint. <laughs> like they'd find me, they'd I'd have my pants would be soiled when they're trying to wake me up. Oh no. Also, I don't think Superman would save me. I'm not as attractive as Margot Kidder, so I don't know if I'd have a chance, but <laughs> so we get a montage of Superman being heroic. I honestly, Rachel, I think that there are flaws in this movie and we have and we will continue to talk about them. I think everything with Superman, though, is actually pretty good. I really like this montage of Superman just being Superman. Yeah. I mean, you can disagree. I just, no, no, no. I think There's, it's very... We're not to the scene. We're okay. not to the scene where he's Superman. No, I'm talking about this is him being Superman. Oh, no, no, this, this is him doing scene, yes. Superman no, this is, stuff. This is good. Yeah, he's flying around. He's having a There's good time. a dude climbing the side of people. a building trying oh, to I rob it. I love this scene, actually. This is a good spot. I love this Via part. Spider-Man, he's doing the suction cups to the side. I always want to know if this actually works. Has, this, has anybody ever actually tried this in real life? Or is this only a comic book movie thing? I think Mythbusters has, did something with this, with, with the suction cups. Did they prove it? Um, I think it was plausible, but I think it was like almost impossible because like you're carrying yourself and then it yeah, has to you got your weight. It would need to properly. Be... Lou Ferrigno like should have been there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Folks at home, let us know. Is this possible? Is this a thing? Has anybody ever done this? And you cut to the dude climbing the side of the building and yes. Superman is standing on the side He's of the building. Standing. I like love Spider-Man. That. And he asks, is something wrong with the elevator? 
and the dude falls as you would and he has the appropriate reaction for you rachel yes he did have the appropriate reaction superman overruns him and catches him and i feel like if he would have caught him as the dude was the way that he catches him just like yes I feel like this dude would have been just mush in Superman's hand. Like, his body would have just, just like, it would have been nothing. I don't think he fell far enough for that to happen. He didn't reach terminal velocity. No, I don't think he fell far enough for that to happen. But I do like how they shot that scene. You know how they would have shot that scene. They just turned the camera it's sideways. All, it's all I perspective. I know, yeah. but it's just clever. And I like it. It is clever. I, I, I like the it. old clever stuff. Of course. It's great. The next one is there's thieves shooting it out with the cops. They make it to their getaway boat, which I like the idea of having a getaway boat. It's, yeah, it's a, that's it's that's nice. Yeah. And Superman sees it from the sky. He's just flying around. And all but two make it out. I do love that the cop calls them turkeys. I just love that <laughs> as a 70s... I don't think that there's any like discriminatory a uh, context to that. I calling think we should bring back I think we should bring back calling people turkeys. It's such a good insult. You turkey. I eat you for Thanksgiving, you turkey. Oh my God. It's such a good it's such like a, a good cage, you jive turkey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The crooks are sitting there counting their money, and when they see Superman standing on the boat, a guy tries to whack him with a crowbar and it does nothing. And then back at the at a precinct, preferred the the crowbar to bend the other way. Mm, I would have. That's too. very cartoony, but yes. at the same time, it just feels right. Yeah, you're right. Missed opportunity. Superman. Yeah, bent. missed opportunity. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it should have bent around him. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but it just that's what I thought of when like Superman gets hit by a crowbar. It should yeah. bend. I like that idea. Go back. Now you change human history and go back and tell Dick Donner they need to get this thing Uh, done. Well, I don't think that's going to be possible. Dick, perfect movie. One little note from from the 2020s. What I need you to do is bend this crowbar. Yes. (laughs) Watch out for Richard Lester. He's going to take your job. And that scene that's a few scenes later, cut it shorter. (laughs) (laughs) Cut it shorter. <laughs> Back at the precinct, the cop that he, Superman got the the robber arrested. He like found a cop and he and he told the robber like, right. "No, sir, I think you have to listen to this man. He's going to confess something to you. He's going to tell you a good story." <laughs> yeah, confession's good for the soul. And the cop He's tells the boy. sergeant that he saw Superman, and the dude doesn't believe him. He's like, "Why don't you go back to the bar?" And Superman left a boat in front of the, the building. Boat. How this expensive is, a little... is that going to be for them to get that boat yeah. out of the damn? This like... was a little rude of like Superman. In the middle of the street. Yeah, <laughs> I assume they're just going to give the bill to the robbers, but I it's guess. a little rude. I mean, he's trying to make a point. Like Superman's trying to be a little theatrical. Maybe they sold so... the boat too. I don't know. And then, but then they see the... him fly away. Right. So then they they realize that something he's real and then because soup no problem is too small for superman he literally saves a cat from a tree yeah i loved it yes he does he saves a cat from a tree to this weird and reeve, looking little girl reeve does this good job he makes this flying motion every time he flies yes. he's got one arm out sometimes he has the two arms out depending on how fast he's trying to go i think christopher reeve decided to do that and everything i, I thought well, i like how else would you fly 
Well, because he doesn't have to do that to fly. Like, I know, but I, what else would you do to fly? Would you just have your arms down? I, I think like he could. So yeah, weird. I guess you're right. Like, you have to do something. <laughs> I got to do something with my arms. Dad, what am I supposed to do with my arms? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this weird little girl. Okay. This weird little girl. I have a question about this. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I you know go first. The same question. <laughs> So the weird little girl takes the cat back, like, from, I guess, Yeah, I think, I, think it's the, I think it's the same question. Whatever. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Goes into the house and says that this man came and saved the cat from the tree, right? And the mom says, or some, according to the, the closed captions, female number three says, haven't I told you to stop telling lies? And then I'm pretty sure I hear, like, a smack... Yeah, that's what I I wrote. That that was my question. Did, does this girl get slapped for having I, Superman rescue her cat? I got really worried. I was like, Superman, you gotta get back there. I'm. <laughs> poor little I'm, girl. I'm pretty sure that that the mob slaps this kid. It's it's the '70s. We were slapping kids left and right. You could walk down the street and just say, "Hey, Jimmy," and slap him right in the face. <laughs> Yeah, folks at home, let us know, does this kid get slapped? Uh, I'm I, I'm thinking yes. It's such a shame, too, because she, she wasn't did. lying. No! But it's, it's, and it's clearly played for laughs, which makes it even oh, funnier. God, yes. Oh, so good. Air Force One is the, is the final thing. So Air Force One gets hit by lightning, which they probably right. should have been paying attention to that. Which is usually fine, because airplanes get hit by lightning all the time. But it starts to go down, and this is a busy night for Superman. So, like, thank God Superman has shown up, because Metropolis would have been in ruins after this night. That cat would have been stuck in the tree. Lois Lane, Lane would have been, been dead. A helicopter would have crushed people. All sorts of problems. The president's dead. All sorts the of issues. The president's dead. Oh, my God. The whole world. Okay. Well, but okay. Super- the lightning did hit an engine. I guess I, I guess it yeah, didn't just, like, it, hit it. Very specific. It, like, destroyed the engine, which is very odd. Because it's like, super- like I said, Superman. airplanes get hit by lightning all the time. Don't worry, people. This doesn't I didn't know that that was a thing. Very often. Yeah, they get hit by lightning all the time when they go through the clouds. Yeah. Huh. Oh, well, I guess yeah. they go through the clouds. <laughs> yeah. That's turbulence, yeah. Okay, so uh, Superman acts like normal. (laughs) It it can happen. It can happen. It could happen to you right now. For you riding around the plane. No, you're fine. Listening to us on the plane. Just if you turn and you see a gremlin on the wing, you might need to tell somebody. Well, that's what I was wondering if that's what this scene was uh, alluding to. Because Superman just acts as as an engine, he like keeps the plane afloat. Oh my god! I and then love the pilot this. turns and Superman waves because he's Superman, and right. the pilot just waves instinctively back. I know. Yes, I loved that. I was wondering if goes, don't ask. Just yeah, fly. I was wondering if that plane. was was that an allu- uh, an homage to there's a, a gremlin be. in the Twilight Zone. It could be because he could also be thinking he's hallucinating. He probably is thinking yeah. I'm hallucinating. This isn't actually happening. We just have to land the plane because the plane is like right now it's it's working. We're just going to get the get on the ground and then I'm going to just sit for a minute. <laughs> so we cut back to Lex and they've set up a 
fake vacation. They they're doing a staycation because of the you know there's a pandemic, and there's no and you can't get anywhere. So Lex is he's he's made a vacation spot. He's got a pool. He's got a pool in yeah, this place. You're it's right. This place is pretty cool. Great. I like it. And he says that he can't be Superman. He cannot because now it's all over the news. And he says this can't be he can't be from this world because it's too good of a hoax for anyone to have thought of except for Lex. So he can't be human. And this is where we see all the wigs. I like all the theater screens that he's got. He's got all these theater screens that they were showing like the beach. Yes. And then they could show the news. Great lair. Really want it. And right. Lex immediately hates Superman because oh, he's, yeah. I guess, because he's stealing he's his thunder. Like, off. He, yeah, he's like showing off. He's better in some way. Oh, I wouldn't say okay. that Lex is like in shape or anything. So I don't think he's thinking of it as like a physical aspect, but he is like showing up and he's like better. You're yeah. better than me. That's not okay. Okay. Because I was wondering why he immediately hates him. Because I was like, I guess maybe he also sees that this is a guy that could be strong enough to stop my master plan. Cause I was like, why does he immediately hate him? Like I could have seen Lex Luthor trying to make a bargain with Superman or something like that first before he immediately hates him. But he's immediately like, Nope, fuck this guy. I hate him. True. I don't know. I, it, honestly though, he thinks that this guy like Superman could stop him. But Superman yes, he probably does. doesn't even know who he is or what right. he's doing. Right. If he wouldn't, <laughs> if he, he wouldn't have contacted, if he would not have contacted Superman at the end, he might have gotten away with this. Right. Because Superman wouldn't have known about the plan. No. It's, it's, but that's hubris. That's the hubris of, and the narcissism of Lex well, Luthor. Right. And maybe he's also thinking if he's this fantastic right he's this like magical type of guy right he's he can fly he can pick up sure. things like that are really strong maybe he's also thinking he's super smart so if he's well, super everything that, else yeah, is he also are, super smart he's got to test he can't him be super smart yeah yeah, yeah. he's, he's got to figure out a way to test him back at the bu- uh, back at the bugle the bugle <laughs> jesus <laughs> Can you can you tell can you tell where my you know, comic allegiance is? There are a lot of different uh, newspapers in the comic. Yeah, because because it, it's an easy way to like keep the hero connected to what you know what's going on. I guess no, or or that. Stanley and and Steve Ditko are like, well, it worked for Superman. Let's just do it too. <laughs> so, back at the Daily Planet, Perry White wants Superman to be tied to the newspaper completely. And Clark says he doesn't, I don't, I don't think that he'll go for some cheap promotional tactic. And Perry White's like, why do you think that? And he goes, just a first impression, which I think is a, a fine <laughs> answer because he clearly is yeah. like, you know, not in it. Well, for he the does fame. his job. He does his job and he leaves. Right. He doesn't stick around and be like, <laughs> just doing my duty. He doesn't do that. He just leaves. Mr. White has a point, though. Everybody has their price. He wants to know. Clark sure. has slipped a note to Lois that states to meet at her place, and it's signed a friend. I missed that. Yeah. When so... did that happen? Wait, because that was another question. I said, when the hell did this date get set up? Yeah, that's, I didn't that's realize there was. Up. Oh, I missed it. This mm-hmm. is what I get for crocheting and watching a movie at the same time. <laughs> so, so that is how that got set up. So, and, and 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 it's signed a friend, so she'll know it's Superman, right? Because that's what he said to her. Lois is super giddy, of and she is. 
because she's got uh you know she's got the hots for she's got, for Superman. Well, she's got the inside though. She's on the inside. She's gonna get the scoop first. That's right, and she's gonna get the, the scoop first, and she's gonna get Superman. Well, Clark she's is giving get his scoop first. That's Anyways. right. <laughs> Have you, did you see that cod piece? That was oh, more than one scoop. <laughs> Ew. So, Margot Kidder t- tells a story about that. I'll tell in a minute. White says that it'll be the most important interview since God talked to Moses. I love his <laughs> conviction on this. And then someone is ready with a light to light his cigar. Yes. And I just read, man, what a power move. What an alpha. <laughs> Barry White is such an alpha. I mean, he is. So he is like, he's the, head- the editor in chief. So of course. Yeah, 100%. I do want to see a celebrity death match between Perry White and J. Jonah Jameson. I think J.J.'s got him, but I still want to see the fight. Oh, yeah, I would love to see that. Because, of, like, think about both of the, the newspapers being, like, head-to-head at that point, too. Like, oh. <laughs> well, I think the Daily Planet is a little bit more of a upstanding newspaper. I think the Daily Versus Bugle... The- is kind of the a Spider-Man's menace versus Superman's amazing. Like, uh, well, I'm just saying. Like, I think that the Daily Plan. I think that the Planet is more of like a legitimate newspaper, and the Bugle's like you know kind of smarmy. You know, oh, you know. Smarmy. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit but of a he rag. Still does really good though, because people. That's what people want to see. Is exactly. Like kind of like the yeah yeah. He, he prints what the people want to see. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk more about you know one day. That's on the list. All of those are on the list. Every single on the everything. List. Every every <laughs> Spider-Man thing is on the list for sure. Pretty much every Superman thing I think is on the list too. Oh yeah. Not <laughs> every, prob- every hero thing is on the list. <laughs> this is just the first minus the comic book that we did in the first season. The first it was just our first you know, comic book. This is our first like live action. Yeah, the first adaptation. So that night, Lois gets all dialed up and is waiting at her place. She has a ridiculously nice place. Oh my god. It is huge. She has this huge-ass garden and like a rooftop. What the hell is this? She's got like a penthouse in this like apartment complex where she gets like a freaking, yeah, a garden balcony. I wrote down, is Perry White paying her like this or is she crooked? Is she getting some sort of... Ooh, is she crooked? <laughs> like, where is she getting all... How does she afford this place? No idea. No idea. Maybe back then, this was like... Yeah, the journalists were just raking it in. Maybe it's just like a cheap-ass apartment that she found. Maybe she lives above like a little diner. I don't know. Oh, it's a, but it's oh like, that's, that's possible. It's some rent-controlled place that she... She, she swiped just from top, some like lady. a restaurant, yeah. yeah, in the bad part of town because she's Lois yes. Lane. She's like, I need to be where the action is. Exactly. If someone is getting mugged in the back alley, I better be there for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I got the penthouse in the worst neighborhood <laughs> right in town. Shit down. <laughs> Superman shows up, and it looks very like a set, but that's just yes. the, the style at the time. Uh, and this is the horniest, one of the horniest scenes I've ever seen oh in a movie. My God. There was a dick joke. <laughs> I have seen stuff that is so much less horny than this. That is supposed to be more. Superman says, maybe there's some questions that people might want to know about him. Right. And she turns around and is like, oh, yeah. Because she's just so hot and bothered. She's just... <sighs> 
Like, I have the vapors. Oh my! Like, a like, gentleman just, like, caller. Fanning herself and everything, and then she like grabs a cigarette immediately. <laughs> of course, as you do. I think that's and he a goes, nerves thing. You know, you really shouldn't smoke. And she's like, "Oh yeah, lung cancer, right?" Which I mean, we already knew about it then. Like, right? People probably and should have stopped smoking thirty years before people actually stopped smoking. Why? Why are people still smoking? And why are people now picking up this this other shit that they're like putting into their body too? That's jewels. We all kill ourselves in different ways. It's, it's just the how same you idea, to kill though. Yourself. It's the same thing. It's like uh, I don't get it. Look, if you do it, whatever, but I don't understand why. <laughs> but you probably shouldn't, because Superman is is right. Superman just told smoke. you you shouldn't, okay? Yeah, listen to Superman. He never drinks when he flies. Right. But he did check her lungs, and she doesn't have cancer yet. So that's She great. doesn't have cancer yet. Yeah, so she still has time. Right. Now, the and... radiation she got from him checking her lungs, she might have cancer <laughs> now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very, very true. Very true. I wrote down that I don't like the S on the back of his cape. It looks like felt. It does look like they they forgot to finish it. It looks like Ma Kent was like, oh, like you should put an on. S on the back of your cape. And then, <laughs> yeah. then put made one for him and put it on. Right. This dude. I want to go. What? Okay, go ahead. This total, I think the kids would call him a Chad. This total Chad right here. <laughs> he is a Chad. He is so a Chad. Giving him, giving her some lines, man. Oh, so, man. Oh, he's great. Let's go over the questions here. This is, all right. This is good stuff so we right find here. out he's 6'4", 225. Upon hearing that, Lane cannot help herself. No, no, no. No, the, the first thing she asks, it wasn't like... Like his his stuff. She goes, "How big are you?" That's yes. the question. She yes, says, there is "How for sure some double on big are you?" And I yeah. was like, "Is that a dick joke that they just put in this movie?" It's definitely a dick joke. <laughs> I didn't think about it though, because I she, I just thought I mean, because I was thinking I was thinking muscles though. No, you're right. You're right. She well, you're right. Penis. I, <laughs> I know because she got flustered. If she meant the muscles, she wouldn't have gotten as flustered. No, I agree with you. I Now I agree oh with you God. upon hearing this. <laughs> I, I did write the next thing she wants to know. She wants to know if he's got a dick. She does want to know that. Yes. But she realizes she can't just... Same way? <laughs> she, she can't just say that. So she asks if he eats. And then, of course, he's like, when you... I'm hungry. And he says it in the most like sensual way he, can, he can't, oh that Clark God. Kent from Smallville, Kansas can. And then I wrote, yeah, he eats all right. And then you can all fill in what I meant. Oh, and uh, Well, um, uh, I assume then that the, the rest of your bodily functions are normal. Sorry, I beg your pardon? Well, putting it delicately. Mm -hmm. Do you... Eat? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I do. When I'm hungry. You do? Mm -hmm. Of course you do. <laughs> well, well then, uh, is it true that uh, you can see through anything? Uh, yes, I can. Oh, well, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And that you're um, totally impervious to pain? Well, so far. What color underwear am I wearing? Okay. 
Well, we have to talk about this underwear question. <laughs> but first, I'm going to tell you the Margot Kidder story that she shares in this behind the scenes. So she says, and again, who knows if this is true or not. So I couldn't tell if Christopher Reeve was a little embarrassed because every time he's he's walking in this scene, he's covering his junk. And according to Margot Kidder, the Salkinds were like, Superman has got to be have a, a sweet package. He's got to <laughs> have a big dick. So <laughs> they kept putting cod pieces on him and they were all metal. So Mario Kidder would always like tink at his cod piece just to tease him. Cause she, she apparently teased Christopher Reeve a lot on set. I mean, I Chris, too, Christopher though. Reeve was always like, yeah, we were like brother and sister, like teasing each other. And like, he would always get mad because Margot would, was a lot more of a relaxed actress and yes. he was very method, like he was always in character. So she would be tinking his his cod piece and be like, like "Stop it!" Thing. Because like that, I feel like that goes with the character. Yeah, it so does. I think it does. In character, still too. <laughs> no, she talks about how they they'd be like on the wires together for like eight hours, and he'd still be oh in character. God. And she'd be like, "Chris, would you please stop it? Like you're not Superman. <laughs> We're just hanging here because they're getting the lighting right." <laughs> so hold on, before we go back to the horny questions, because there okay. are some questions mixed in here. Okay, go ahead. I, I was I going understand. straight to the horn dogs. You wanted here. more horny. Do you want to finish the horny questions? And no, then go we ahead. Go to the questions that he shouldn't be answering. I am about okay. No, let's start with let's start with the the underwear because I think that's first. Oh, I love that question. <laughs> so Lois decides, screw it, let's just get straight to business, and immediately asks him if he can see through things because could see through anything. Yeah, and decides to ask him what color underwear is she wearing. He's like, I was like, wow, mm. that is forward. Yeah, it's a little forward. I mean, it might she might as well have had, put on underwear that said "Do me now," like right? so that he could read it. And like in, in a parody of this movie, it would have been like it would have showed the underwear, and it would have lit up like a sign, and it would have said like "I'm ready, take me." Like <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. So she stands behind this planter, which right. should not have been made of lead because. We shouldn't Planted. be making things out of lead like that. <laughs> but in the 70s, we were because everything was dirty. And he goes, hmm, I can't tell. I, you see, I have some problems seeing through lead. You just told a reporter that. You know you work with her. What's wrong with you? This guy's an idiot. Why are you giving away your weaknesses, dude? You don't give you, away you don't... your vulnerabilities? Yeah, this it's such a dumb thing to do. And it's its this naiveness of Superman, I guess. It's just that he's like, I well, I think that the people would want to know me. I, I, I should I want, let them I want know to tell me. them everything about me. I want to tell them that I'm uh, an alien from the planet Krypton, that I can't see through lead. He's invulnerable like, so far. To a point. Like, well, so, so far. He's like, I guess. Like, I haven't been hurt yet, so. Right. Pink. Yeah, pink was pink was the color. Pink was the it color. This goes pink, and then we get the idea. She walked and, away. Yeah, yeah. She stops and goes, "Why do you like pink?" I like pink very much, Lois. Yes. And I and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Just, just get in rip bed off already. Your clothes. <laughs> just go, <laughs> go do and it. Do him, then. Why are we wasting our time? Just have sex. Obviously, Just he's into it. it. Like, he's come on. into it. 
And then she asks, why is he here? And he, and this is where we get the famous Superman for truth, justice, and the American way. And I just kind of went, why? You have a problem with that, Rachel? <laughs> you have a problem with me. you have a problem with America? Your homeland? Do you, do you really want me to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> the American way part comes from the 50s. So Superman never always was for truth and justice. And then in the 50s, it became for truth, justice, and the American way. And then it still was, obviously, in the 70s, because that's what people that grew up in the 50s knew it as. It faded away in the modern era. It's just truth and okay. justice. It's, it's not it went back to truth anymore. and justice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because at some point people were like, Superman shouldn't just be an American superhero. He's that's what I thought was odd. Superhero, right? Like, why is it only for America? Like, I know you land you landed smack dab into America right there in Kansas, small town America. Well, because right? in the, the remember the fifties were a lot about censorship, and we were fighting the Russians, sure. and so it was very rah rah patriot. Right, so I know that. That's where it came in. It just doesn't fit with Superman to me because he's an alien from a different planet for one. And so That's it's like, true. you think he'd just want to be like, take yeah. care of the planet. He's not going to choose only this little Island right here. Like <laughs> superheroes are a very American creation. This is so, also, true. and he was the first one. So I feel like maybe the country felt like some ownership over him at that time. And like I said, it was a very, Remember World War II? Well, no, I understand the politics and how all yeah. of that works with the comic books. I'm just saying, like in yeah. general, I think the, I think the, the I idea think I... of Superman. I just don't think the American way should be there. No, considering he's do kind I. of like for the planet Earth. He's for us. He's for the people. Yeah, he's for right. humanity. But at this point in time, everyone was waiting for that line, so they put it in there as fan service. How fast do you fly? He doesn't know. That's foreshadowing. Know for the, yeah. the end they basically do the whole a whole new world from aladdin or i guess oh, aladdin yeah. did superman via a whole Better. new world with with the magic carpet oh okay here we go here we go people oh, Get your popcorn. <laughs> i assume he's keeping her warm while flying because he she's like i probably yeah, need to get a, get a sweater he wouldn't let her get a, like a sweater I'm like, it's going to be freezing up there. Do you have like, a massive kept, body he, heat? He was keeping her warm. He, yeah, he was emitting body heat or something for her. Clark's yeah, name gets brought up. Radiation again. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, again, radiation. Clark's <laughs> name gets brought up for a second. I assume that this was in a deleted scene. Because the way that she says it, it feels like Clark and Lois had a conversation about Superman that was probably in some scene that didn't make the cut. Folks, let me know if it if it is. Because there's a... There is an extended cut that's like a half an hour longer with a bunch of scenes that were deleted. And I just didn't go look it up to know if it if it is part of the deleted scene or not. So now they sing a whole new world with each other. The score does a brief Peter Pan sound. Did you notice that? Or John no. Williams puts a little brief Peter Pan noise. Because she says, like, Clark said, you're like Peter Pan. You're not real. You're on wires. Right. And he says, Peter Pan is for children, Lois. And they fly off. It does that first couple of notes from the disney peter pan that like dee, 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 like that little like tinkle tinkle like tinkerbell noise oh like the tinkerbell noise oh yeah I just for a that. second okay just for a second i thought it was maybe i'm wrong but because i just thought just for a second peter pan like i don't know they, they were like flirting sexually with peter pan too it was just a lot of sexual <laughs> tension in the scene yeah the porn parody would have them doing it in <laughs> midair I, it probably oh, does yes. She he takes her flying. flying. Take her flying. But there's a good wonder part of it. 
the Statue of Liberty is here. I wanted to know, is this the, sta- is the Statue of Liberty in Metropolis in this world and New York? Or, or did they fly the Statue of Liberty? Oh yeah, did they fly to New York? Did they fly to New York so that she could see the Statue of Liberty? Or is this the statue, the Metropolis Statue of Liberty? I <laughs> I want to know this. We need we need to know now. Folks at home, let us know. Uh, uh, Dick Donner died. Who's who's still alive from this movie that could let us know? If you worked on this movie, let us know. Or if you're just a Superman fanatic that like no like is i want to know if the statue of liberty is in the comics is if it's in metropolis that's true i'm I'm curious now they go above the clouds and he encourages her to stick out her arms to truly feel like she's flying there's nothing but score at this point this is the romance of the story this is the romance of superman she loses her grip and begins falling and he catches her and they spin and they embrace in midair and it's it's just a lovely romance between the two iconic characters of American mm-hmm. mythology. Mm-hmm. Then, Rachel, what would you like to say? <laughs> Lois starts reciting a poem, and it's like not like out out loud, like in, in her, her, in her head, so we like get, in voice. We get like this inner monologue yeah. of her doing like a poem about Superman and how this can't be real and all of this. And like, is she writing this for like the, the, is this what she's going to put in her article? Because I would tell her not to, I'd I'd tell her to cut it. It it was just very awkward. I felt kind of cringy with this whole scene. Like I didn't mind them flying, fine, fly, cool. That's great. But then this weird inner monologue part with her doing a poem and then him, I think we got a little bit of him Kind of having some inner monologue too, like I don't thinking think we about get his inner Lois. Monologue. I, I thought don't we think did we for a little bit. I thought Maybe it's not. just her. So it's um, just Lois. Just yeah. Lois. Okay. Can you read weird. my mind? Oh yeah, can you read my mind? This was a song that they were going to have Margot Kidder sing at this point, and they decided to make it into she this was voiceover. Sing it? That's why it sounds like a poem. It was supposed to be a, a song that she was going to sing. Oh. Now, I don't know if it was going to be only internally she was going to sing or if she was going to belt it out above the clouds, but they thought that was too much. They thought that, that it was enough to just have her do the inner monologue. I can't really disagree with you. I didn't like this. I, I don't like know it. if it worked for audience. It, I guess it did back then. Yeah, I didn't like it. I really didn't. Folks, just let us know your opinions on this one. This this scene, it was just kind of, to your point, it's a little it's a little too much to have her do this. And, and it's not just that it's a little too much for an audience in modern t- day watching it. I don't think that Lois Lane, this version of Lois Lane, would think this way. No, it she'd was be like a little too... Doing poetry. Weird. So they finally come back after a very long time doing this poem and he drops her off and he flies off. Very long time, mind you. (sighs) Uh, Yeah, I think that they could have kept some other stuff. I I actually think that they could have enhanced the relationship between Clark and Superman and Lois a little bit more and cut some of the flying stuff out. Although I know that the flying stuff was the spectacular thing to see. Sure, which is fine. I don't mind the flying stuff. It's just, it's just that poem. <laughs> that poem part just kind of made it go. We want give me a cut without that poem. I'll take it. Uh, so <laughs> he flies off. This is a masterfully done shot. So he flies off. She comes up right. with the name Superman, and then Clark yes. knocks on the door, and the shot right. never is broken. It's all right. 
one shot. That's filmmaking. Him flying off was a pre-taped screen. Oh, yeah. That makes and then sense. they just kept following her, and then Clark was at the door. It's so good. Nowadays, it would have just been CGI nonsense. They actually had to like figure out how to do it. Now that we find out that Clark, Lois and Clark are supposed to go on a date, and that must yeah, have been. I thought, that the, was, I thought that was weird too. Like, oh, okay. When did you guys have a date? Yeah, that's okay. got to be in a deleted scene too, because I know that they had never talked about, about like he had yeah. asked her on a date and she gave him like a rain check. I guess this is the rain check. I guess, but like I like he it's had like double been, booked a date. It like, works. Okay, it, it's not something that we needed to see. It's it. It's still you get the idea. Like you get it fine. But I did yeah. want to kind of know why she would accept a date with Clark. I guess just because he's such a nice guy. She's like. Yeah, whatever. Like you're actually like try. you're like a home a corn fed Midwestern Maybe different than what she's dated before. Yeah, different than the guy she's dated before. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm okay with it. It just it it is a little bit like when 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 did that happen? Clark contemplates telling her that he's yes. Superman. He takes the glasses off. He stands up straight. You actually find out that Christopher Reeve slash Clark Kent uses a different posture. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't notice until he did stand up as Clark yeah, Kent. That like, like, oh, wow. I guess trying to make himself look a little smaller. Yeah. You know, it's that self-esteem, like, I'm just going to squish in. And yeah. then so that like goes with the character. And then when he's Superman, he like puffs out his chest. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> that little that little touch. And before <laughs> she comes back out, he puts the glasses back on. He decides that he can't do it for some reason. He, he chickens out. As they're leaving, he says something and she goes, that's Clark nice. Like she's, she's supposed to say that's right. nice Clark, but she can't say it right because she's just thinking about well, Superman. She's so flustered. Yeah, she's so flustered. Lex Luthor, back to Lex Luthor, figures out where he's come from based on the interview. So he's triangulated because I guess Superman gave up all the goods on his he background. Gave up everything. Well, he even told her it was Krypton. She goes, well, is that C-I? And he goes, no, that's actually K-R, like R-I-Y. Yeah, and like, yeah. Okay. What is you? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what it's are you such doing? a bad idea. You know, I'm actually invulnerable to everything but kryptonite, Lois, which you can find in several different items well, here on the planet. This is what I'm wondering. So he, I don't think he mentions kryptonite, right? Because well, he doesn't know it exists. Right. So this is what this scene is for. I know, but the scene didn't make any sense to me. No, it it, scene, it makes absolutely no sense. Like it was grasping at fucking straws. Yes, it, it definitely was. So Lex says, "Well, the planet Krypton exploded in 1948. It took him three years to get here. Well, because they say he's 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 saying the planet blew up then, and I I came here. I because he doesn't want people to know how old he is, but I guess he told them that his planet blew up in 1948." But it well, took he was, him three years. He said years. he's over twenty-one. Is what yeah. he told. But he, you'd you'd put two and two together and know he's thirty if he said he came as a baby. So. Why are you telling everything? God. Miss Teschmacher is more enthused about the fact that he's this big hunk. Do you know why the number two hundred is so vitally descriptive to both you and me? It's your weight and my IQ. Now think, people. Think. I want to use that line. He's a moron. <laughs> I need to use that line someday. That's a great you, insult. You know that your IQ is 200, Captain? No, I think it's several points lower than 200. <laughs> <laughs> then how are you supposed to be able to use that line? How well, it's just, a, it's just an insult. It doesn't have to be no, true. No, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> Some of these particles and debris 
drifted to Earth from Krypton. And he shows Addis Ababa. That sounds vaguely Middle Eastern. Well, it, Addis Ababa is the capital of Ethiopia. Okay, I guess I have to change. You never my tone. heard of that before? No, I have heard of Addis I Ababa. Am, I apologize <laughs> to all of our Ethiopian listeners. I am a ugly American. Yeah, but it is actually the capital of a- Ethiopia. But something is lethal for anybody from planet Krypton. Yeah. I don't understand why he thinks that. Where does he come up with that conclusion? Where did you come up with that? Yeah, so he says that it would, would, to us, it's just a meteorite, but to people from Krypton, it could kill him. And I have no idea where he comes up with that conclusion. It's just, I guess, a way for us to move on with the plot, but it is one of those, like, where, how did he, how did he come up with that? So I will try to headcanon it for you, Rachel. Headcanon for me. Why does he know that? kryptonite is radioactive enough that it's not going to be good for kryptonians it doesn't make any sense we don't know what the whole interview was so if in the interview superman said that the reason that the planet blew up was because of the super giants radiation Uh uh-huh maybe then lex thinks that the biochemistry of the kryptonians and the radiation from the super giant would have killed them wouldn't that also mean that the kryptonite that is on earth though is also killing humans you would think so and the humans that touch it don't seem to have any like reaction lex says it's a very specific specific. uh emission i don't it's not it's not gamma rays or it's 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 not microwaves it's it's completely off the scale It's a, it's a, it's a stretch. It's a cartoon. It's definitely yes, kind yeah, of, it, it's comic book logic. I feel it's like it was book. even, but see, the problem is, is I feel like it's even a stretch for comic book logic. Yeah. They should have had some way for him to figure this out. I don't know what it would have been, but they should have made him figure this out somehow. A lot of, usually when it's something like this, which uh, I'm probably wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but it's, it's something where, oh, maybe they come across the kryptonite, right? And he sees that when Superman is close to it, it makes him kind of like, ooh, and woozy and shit like that. Sure. He's like, well, now I gotta like, I'm gonna take this. It seems like it's yeah. this weird green shit. What is this? Sure. So he t- grabs the green stuff and he's just like, I'm gonna do some like scientific look-sees at this kryptonite, right? And then he, maybe that's where he comes up with it. Just... Out of the blue, reading a newspaper, it just feels so. It, I don't disagree. It just feel I, right. I do think that I do think. No, that they no, I know. I'm just saying, to, like to that, that's all it. I'm saying. Is yeah. it? You yeah. just think it that does there would be a to, bit more correlation. Sure, it doesn't need to be logical. It just needs to be logical for the movie, and it's not quite. It's just kind of like putting pieces together that don't necessarily fit. But right. it's it is it is what it is um it worked for 1978 obviously i guess but i do think it's a little i think that's flawed i think that's flawed yeah the next scene is a convoy moving a missile it's totally not what i thought the next scene was gonna be hold on can i say something real quick so otis does say like oh we're gonna go to adas ababa they're wearing burnous which is a long loose hooded cloak worn by arabs yeah, he says that that because she asks, "What do they wear there?" And yeah. he says, "Bernoose." Yeah, yeah. Like he just knows this. Yeah, I guess we're going he to Addis Ababa. It's like, all right. <laughs> because I'm telling you, Otis isn't actually as stupid. It's just Luther thinks he's really dumb. This is true, right? No, I like I like the headcanon of it's <laughs> from Luther's eyes. It doesn't make any sense because Otis fucks up all the time, but it you know 
For yeah, but he might moments. not screw up as much as Lex Luthor. I mean, like, Homer Simpson knows life. all about the Supreme Court justices. So maybe That's Otis weird. knows <laughs> about African geography maybe and he, culture. Maybe he's just super into um, fashion. Yeah, maybe he's a big fashion guy. Maybe he just knows he's the a big history stuff. buff. Who knows? Yeah, he's like super into cultures and like learning about history. I don't know. Well, Mr. Luthor, I got that doctorate at Stanford in history, and now I'm doing this for you. It just seems like a waste of my degree. <laughs> Shut up, Otis, you nincompoop <laughs> nitwit. So there's a driverless uh, car being manned by Lex. I don't know where Lex gets all these gadgets, but it's he's got a lot of gadgets. It spins out of control he, and it crashes. He, what does he do? So he's a real he estate like, guy. He is a real estate guy. Okay. Yeah. Because I just in the comics he's a businessman. He does a bunch of different business stuff, but okay. the real estate stuff is is how they focus in on in here. LexCorp is a thing in the comics, and it's real estate and right. conglomerate and all sorts of stuff. Okay. So the car spins out of control. It crashes pretty good. I bet the crew was really proud of that one because they focus on it and how many times it spins and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as the convoy comes across it, they find Miss Tashmacher on the ground and all the soldiers go to investigate because her boobs are out. Their command is like, what's going on here? And they're like, well, this lady doesn't appear to be breathing somehow. It looks even like Marilyn how... Monroe, by the way. Yeah, she's got a blonde she's got, like, wig this on. Marilyn Monroe yeah. bombshell yeah. outfit on. For sure. And their command's like, well, out, I... that's what he means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her boobs literally aren't out in this PG movie. <laughs> Although in 78, you probably could have shown a boob or two and they would probably. have been fine. Probably, yeah. Um, and their command's like, well, I better give her mouth to mouth. And he makes them all like give a circle while he does this. Otis has snuck into the convoy where the missiles are and he has numbers on his arm, marked on his arm. There's like numbers on this trajectory and he's like changing the numbers. Right. I really would not, if I'm Luther, I am not trusting Otis near this nuke. No! Because what, what if he accidentally lets it off? Then you're dead too. You're right there. That's so stupid. Like, why didn't you go do it? Like, you could have had Otis be the, the ambulance driver. Why'd you have to be the ambulance driver? It didn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Lex wanted, because he wanted to be a, he wanted to be a smarmy, like, look, I'm Agent 47. Oh, I'm, I'm a master of disguise. Oh my God, he does do that. Yeah. An ambulance it's shows really up. Weird. Lex is the EMT. And they take Miss Teschmacher and Otis hops in the van. And he's like, I did it, Mr. Luther. I did it. And Lex says, it's not that I don't trust you, Otis, but I don't trust you. So he's like, what did you do? Tell me what you do. So he did the coordinates wrong. And Lex is all pissed off. Right. So now they have to do a second one. And they are in a truck. And I wrote, this is very old time comic booky. Like Lex just has all these resources. Oh my God. And he's got all these costumes. Although they did show a bunch of costumes in the lair. Like with yeah, the wigs, there's like a bunch of costumes. So they kind of right. set it up a little bit. Even though it is goofy. Like they do kind of show that he does this. Yeah, but um, it's silly still. It's, it's very silly. silly. It, this, all, this is all very silly. It's not campy though. It's just silly. They play it it's straight. It's really silly. Yeah. Yeah. They don't play it campy. No, it doesn't feel like some like parody. It's not a parody thing. of it. Yeah. No. It's just, it, it is like what it is. Yeah. Verisimilitude. As they distract the convoy from being able to cross this bridge with the truck, 
This time, Miss Teschmacher goes in and does it does something coriance with the second missile. I mean, just a truck. It's like a guy pulling. He's pulling a damn house. Like, oh, that's right. He is. They are. They are moving a house. Well, he's a real estate guy. They just found one of his houses. Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. yeah. Remembering later that the first missile was just a distraction, so only one of the missiles needed to get it right. Now I get it. So now I think that 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 second time, that first one that Otis screwed up. Lex wasn't planning on that going to Hackensack, New Jersey, which we end up finding out. I don't know where he wanted it to go, but it was just a distraction. And the second was, one was one of them was going to be a distraction. I think it was an accident that it's going there. Yeah, no, me too. But that's one what of them with Otis's like coordinates. Yeah, it's just, that's what I'm saying. One of them up, yeah. was always going to be a distraction, and one of them was always going no. to. Yes. No. 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 Yeah, he didn't need he didn't need two missiles. One he of them wasn't was always going, going for two. To... They fucked up the first one. So then they he just happened. So he had to, so he needed it to get to the right place. So they had to get to the second missile to make sure that that one was actually going to the right place because they screwed up the first one. See, I think so they couldn't get was... back to the first one to fix it. Okay, so he they just stumbled into modifying the plan so that they got to have a distra- a missile that was a distraction for Superman. Because because yes. he he has to go stop the second one too. So it just right. they just so Lex is an evil genius because he's just like okay I can make this work. And just modifies the plan. No, I don't even think he modified a plan. He didn't modify shit. They fucked up the first one. It was gonna go hit but it a works small in their, no matter it, what. It works in their favor, but it was stupid. Because it was just gonna go hit a town. It wasn't gonna hit the earthquake zone or whatever. That's the thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm an evil genius because I I uh, I made a distraction missile. No, hmm. you didn't. You fucked I up. Actually, see, and I then, actually think he planned to have the two missiles... But I thought that he was gonna that he was going to switch both missiles trajectories, but maybe yeah, I right. don't think so. I think it was just they were gonna switch one and then Otis screwed it up. And so now he's like, well fine, I'll have Mrs. What's her name? Teshmacher. I'll have Mrs. Teshmacher do the next one because I don't trust him. So we gotta get this one right. Or we're screwed. Because this is I need this to work. I need this to hit the right spot. Okay. Hmm. Now are the are the coordinates completely different? I don't know. Like, I think if they they're would completely be, but different. I don't know exactly they what they would be. In. But if we notice the numbers they put in, like I don't remember, I couldn't yeah, tell yeah. you. If the numbers were very, like very the same, then I'm gonna say that no, he only wanted, he only needed one missile to do what he needed. They just happened to be two. Okay. I mean, yeah, I agree that he only needed one, but I, I thought that he would have messed with both just to cause a little more chaos so people could, so Superman couldn't figure out couldn't stop the one that he needed to 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 land but i don't disagree with you on that folks let us know what do you think what's your opinion on that lois is on the west coast getting an interview with a native american who's going to sell his land to an anonymous person mr white has sent jimmy olsen with her because it's his first on assignment like uh i guess so yeah like out of like out of metropolis type of thing. oh geez mr white thank you so much gee golly i get to go with miss lane so what we find out back at the daily planet is that white and lois lane think that it is some kind of land fraud that there is right. for some reason there's this guy someone is buying all this land that's basically worthless it's all this like desert land but they're buying it at these ridiculously high prices you know like people are doing nowadays and <laughs> Be on the lookout for a Lex Luthor out there, everyone. He does all the businesses buying up all the land. Yeah, exactly. So Mr. White is is talking to Clark and he's telling him this. 
And he also says, like, look at how crazy this world is. Somebody stole this meteorite and it was worthless. So we find out that the meteorite got stolen. Oh, and killed two people to, while they were stealing it. So we okay. find out that Luthor, at the very least, like, had someone steal the meteorite or he stole the meteorite. Something happened. It happened off screen. I would have liked to have seen it, but it happened off screen. And White is telling Clark that he has enough humility and he has enough this and that, but he needs to have more aggression. Right. And he wants Lois to have Clark meet Superman so that he can learn how to be more assertive. Yeah. You didn't mention the fact that Lois did that whole interview in a fucking car while she was driving. (laughs) No, I did not. I I do kind of want to know why she was doing that interview in a car. I guess maybe the the guy that she was interviewing was like, I've got places to be. I can't like. She's driving. He's not driving. But maybe she was like, I'll give you a lift. Like, I just want to get this interview. Holding a microphone. I'm glad Rachel's using props, by the way. And not. And not looking. Like, she's a ve- she's very she's dedicated so to her job. She's very dedicated to her job. It doesn't matter. We can move on. <laughs> she's, that's that's what it journalists just, have threw to me do. off because I was like I thought you skipped a whole scene. So oh no. Well, I mentioned I mentioned the interview, but I forgot the the little things about it. Yeah, she's driving through the desert. The little things about it. She's doing an interview in a car while she's driving. She you know, I veers do, off the road. I do that all the time. Half of these podcasts I do while I'm driving. I'm, I don't, folks. I'm joking. Really stupid. <laughs> yes. yes. So as as Miss Perry White is telling Clark this stuff, I do like this part. And I again, I don't know how Luther figured this out, but Clark must have said in the interview that he has super hearing ability. hearing yeah so luthor decides to use like a dog frequency that only dogs can hear and superman can the hear poor it dogs in metropolis are probably all barking and like in pain i like this scheme though where he tells him that he wanted to meet superman but he knew that he wouldn't I love that uh, Hugh, um, Gene, Hugh Jackman. I love that Gene Hackman uses this voice a little bit, like he's he's talking a little more sinister than right. he was well, in the other scenes because he's a criminal mastermind. And he tells him that he wanted to meet Superman, but he just couldn't invite him for tea because he wouldn't take him up on that. Which but he if might half, have, he might have. Yeah, I think I, I mean, actually think that Superman could might have. Could have. Yeah, but in, so instead he's be very open. But instead, he decides to kill half the population of Metropolis to get his attention, you know, as you do. Mm-hmm. Clark steps out of the room with Perry and kind of backs away. He jumps out of a window, which tells you how chaotic the planet is, because the Daily Planet is. That nobody notices. Nobody notices. He immediately is in his Superman outfit. Don't know how he did that. And then because he's Superman. Because Luther is telling him that getting people in danger is the best way to meet him. He's got a, he's got an idea. He understands Superman just from the interview, just from what he's seen him do. Some ladies fawn over him here. I can't remember what they're doing, but I did write down some ladies are fawning over him when he, oh, they're like secretaries or something. And they're like, oh, it's Superman as he like well, flies by. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I think that Lex here, you can tell that Lex is a good foil for him. Lex is a guy that wants to figure out how to beat him. I think it's as simple as that. Superman figures out where the frequency is coming from, and he spirals himself down into the tunnels. He digs a hole. 
Like, it's a fucking mole man, like, drilling into the ground. What well, is that? Because if you can move fast enough... He could have used come... a sewer. He could have just used a... Tr- yeah, he made he a hole just... in he, a sidewalk. He thought he had to go really fast because he thought if he didn't get there in time, the half the population would be well, wiped he, out by this chemical. The manhole cover off and jump down. <laughs> <laughs> Drastic times, Rachel. But yes, he puts a giant <laughs> hole in the... In the Ah, oh, Jesus! Another Superman hole. Oh, I'm gonna be working all weekend fixing this. <laughs> Bugs Bunny now digging holes in through the city. I <laughs> uh, should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> oh God! I do like this part where Superman busts down the door, and Lex yes. is such a. Pop so smarmy that he's like it's open come in like i i love that he doesn't sweat superman he never right. does this whole movie he's just like yeah look at this guy like that's that's his reaction to superman because he's, he's a jerk because he's just like i can't let him see anything but it's such a good it's such a do. but that's what makes yeah. him work so well because he's not intimidated right. by him well he might be we just don't know that right well he he's keeps not, it inside if he is. show it yeah and Lex tells Otis to take the gentleman's cape. Otis has a black eye. I don't know how we if if that is from when Luther punched him in the ambulance, or if we or if that's another deleted scene. Oh, maybe but that's where it's he's, from. That makes sense because he did like go jump into the back of the ambulance. Oh yeah. my god, so that must be where it's that. from. He goes to take the cape, and Otis is like, "I don't think he wants me to take the cape, Mister Luthor." And it's a it's a reference to the old song lyric, "Don't tug on Superman's cape." So I, I like that. That's a little. It's a little I've never fan heard service. of that. Oh yeah, I can't remember the song. I mean, I already brought up the Incredibles once, but every time, like, I think of capes, I always think of like how the the person who designs the costumes is like, "No capes," <laughs> because it always like they get dragged back, they always get like sucked into something and die, all of those types of things. And then you just think of Superman, and it's like, well. <laughs> You don't miss around with Jim by Jim Croche. It's a song from 1972. So a few years before this, but there's a lyric in there that that's you don't tug on Superman's cape. Okay. So that's what that's from. Luthor tells him that there was no chemical. It's something that he had in his head. He knew that it would get him to come here. And Superman asks him, do you get your kicks by thinking up the death of innocent people and Luthor like a like a like a boss like an actual villain yeah says no I get my kicks by causing the death of innocent people good line good villain line it is a good villain line the government is doing the test at at the time as Luthor shows shows Superman this Game of Thrones-esque map of the US oh my god yes (laughs) I like that he has this though and it makes sense that he has this because it's part of the the subway right but he has this map of the u.s and he's telling him his plot and he's telling him everything yeah this is a parlor scene where he's telling him everything it's such a oh my god you've got me monologuing type of thing but it's the it's the hubris of of lex luther we've talked about this he's so pompous he thinks he's he thinks he's got him he knows he's got him so he's gonna tell him everything so his plan is Everything on the west side of the San Andreas Fault is super expensive in Southern California. Everything on the other side of the San Andreas Fault is Death Valley. It's a desert. It's garbage. Right. 
folks at home, if you're living on the right side of the San Andreas Fault, let us know. We don't, there, we don't think your home is garbage. I don't they think your home think is garbage. Home is garbage. <laughs> they think is it. Is your home Lex garbage? Luther. What do you think of the land there? Think? Yeah. <laughs> do you think California should fall off into the ocean? <laughs> and then you want to be the West Coast now? Let us know. So his, his plan is, if a nuclear bomb that hit just the right point... A nuclear bomb. Well, he says a megaton bomb, but it needs to be a big-ass bomb. If it set off the fault, it would destroy California, It would the West Coast would fall off into the sea, and then the new West Coast would be his West Coast, plus Otisburg. <laughs> I, I like... Miss Teschmacher got a little... I just want a little piece. I like that Otis wanted Otis this, like, Oh, yeah. There's this whole, like, back and forth, though, and all I keep thinking is Superman's just sitting there, like, rolling his eyes, like, oh, my God, can they get on with it? Like, what is what is going on here? Why am I here? <laughs> this is my life. I have to interact with these people. There was a deleted scene, or not a deleted scene. There's, like, a little blooper that I saw on the in the documentary where Gene Hackman does the thing where he stabs the spot where he's like the the point because he says like you need to make it hit right here and he like yes. hits it and the and it breaks this uh piece that otis had put that down was, to, sh- to illustrate yeah that was that was that happened yeah no i'm saying that happened i didn't say it was a deleted scene i'm saying that the oh, that in the blooper oh, no okay. no it was a it was a blooper like he does that oh and okay. then ned Beatty goes oh like he does in the movie <laughs> But Christopher Reeve couldn't take it and he just bursts out laughing because he just thought he was just like uh, such a good reaction. Uh, Yes. It just it was like a very sweet moment because like, because you just felt like Christopher Reeve was so stern and then to just see him like laugh. Um, That's funny. No, I like that. Lois happens to be near the fault line because she's just driving around. I don't know what she's doing. She's just driving around. I guess she's going to pick up Jimmy because Jimmy was like, I want to go take pictures of the Hoover Dam, Miss Lane. Gee golly, right. it's it's so big and, and awe-inspiring. <laughs> the missiles start to have a trajectory issue, and they can't get it to abort. And Lex tells Superman there's two of them, and he could stop it with a detonator. So Superman's like, where's the detonator? And Luthor looks to his... No, he's sitting on it. Well, no, but he looks to his desk first to fool Superman slightly. Oh, right. Because yes. he, he's manipulating Superman here. So right. he looks to his desk and Superman uses the x-ray vision. We get to see the x-ray vision for the first time. We didn't get to see those pink panties of Lois Lane. We got to see her lungs. We got to see her lungs. Oh, you're right. This isn't the first time because we saw her lungs. You're right. Luther is on a lead case. This was like unnecessary. It was it was because but Superman doesn't finish know. Your thought and then we can keep going. It was because Superman doesn't know what it would do, but it it shields the radiation, so it, he sets him up that way. Because otherwise, Superman might have started feeling it. And I guess that's true off. too. And this right. way, he like got the full effect, and yeah. it's it's a way to manipulate him to make him do it to himself. Right. So it's showing how smart Lex is by making Superman screw himself. By opening the lead chest, yeah. Yeah, he talks his Lex off and he's like, yeah, you really thought that putting it in lead was going to make it, was going to fool me. And Lex is like, don't open that. And Superman looks at him for a second and is like, okay. And he opens it and there's kryptonite there. And he tells him, like, I told you so. And it does exactly what Lex thought it was going to (laughs) do. Yeah, it, it causes Superman to have some issues. 
I do like the line where Lex picks up a kryptonite and he's like, mind over muscle. I, I like that idea. This is where I was yes. talking about where the idea of, is this a movie that perpetuates an idea that being smart is nefarious and being well, that's the thing. jockish is good? That's the thing, isn't it? Because half the time, it's usually the people who are brainy that have some sort of backstory that causes them to become a supervillain, right? Or some type of bad guy. That's not always, happen. but yeah. That happens yeah. a lot. I know. That happens a lot in, yeah. in comic books and stuff. A lot of the times, the people who are very smart tend to all of a sudden be like, well, I'm going to take over the goddamn world. Or I'm going to like go after people and that had, had, that wronged me and I'm going to get what I deserve. You know? It's, it's interesting. I think that the villains, the, the, be the best villains, your Dr. Dooms, your Lex Luthers, your... Green Goblins, whoever, have to be Dr. Octopus. They have to be smart because if they were dumb, they would get thrashed right away by the heroes. So I do think that you need to have a smart villain. And a smart villain right. is way more dangerous. And in the real world, too, a smart villain is more dangerous than right. a dumb villain. Or a charismatic villain. Charismatic and smart, like Ooh, a Lex Luthor, that's, is that's real extremely dangerous. dangerous. And, you know that with a lot of history. Sure. And you've got to have smart heroes too. Batman and pretty much every Marvel hero has some sort of science background. Right. So there are a ton of smarts on the hero side too. I yeah. just think it's interesting that, you know, he looks at it as minds over muscle. But in reality, Superman has to outthink Lex here on how to beat smart. him. Yeah. Superman is smart, though. He's very intelligent. I mean, right. he is like an alien that has that was given a lot of knowledge of the universe itself. He's right. just he was raised to be kind of a bit maybe me to maybe be a farm boy. More it, yeah. A bit more a bit more naive, I guess. He's naive. He's he's trusting. He believes in people. He's very he's trusting. a farm boy. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it really means you know the the cracked.com article from back in the day would be like oh it's superman's anti-intellectual or something like that i don't know but i don't really think it, it views the world that way it's just one of those little things where like if you wanted to write your thesis statement on that you could and you know folks at home let us know if you do you give us a little give us you know put a little credit to shelf life put us in your um <laughs> put us in your uh your bibliography yeah there um, you go it was just something i thought of watching this he knows exactly where the other missile is headed that's where we find out that it's headed to hackensack new jersey and miss toshmacher is like that's where my mother lives and lex shakes his head because he's like mm, the missile probably blew her up already and superman is given the kryptonite necklace like they put it on this big chain and they put it over right. superman which is kind of comic bookish because like there's that one comic book where superman's breaking out of the chains so i think that's right. kind of the idea Superman is thrown into the pool and he's struggling not to drown. I think eventually Lex just thinks he's going to drown in this pool. I'm going to kill him. So Miss Teschmacher comes back to the pool and she sees that Superman is drowning and Superman pleads with her to stop it. He's like, you don't want this to happen. It's going to kill so many people. No, also, by the way, because you were talking about the, the smart charismatic. I mean, you got to look at the year Superman was was created in 1933. 38 smart was his first... yeah 33 he I was 38 i just looked at his it. It was, it his was first issue was 
His first issue is June 38. The idea of Superman they had since 33 is maybe where you're what you're thinking of. Does it really? Oh, like the first iteration of Superman. That one that I talked yeah, I about with the... I don't care if it's with published the 1938. Control. Here's this one. Yeah, okay. So they came, okay. they came up with the idea in 33 and they couldn't get it published but, until 38. So World War One, World War Two. Who is the the biggest, well, sure, smartest, yeah, yeah. most charismatic yeah. villain of the time? Sure. Right? Yeah. That, that's so it what, makes sense then, 100%. Yeah. Well, and Lex, Lex back in back in that time was a evil scientist. He became a businessman as time went on. Well, yeah, because then businessmen were yeah became evil, and now they still are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Superman is pleading with her. I said that the audio sounds slightly different here for some reason. I don't know if it was my home theater setup. I don't know if it was HBO. I watched this on HBO Max. I don't know if it was HBO. Or like what the deal was, but um, maybe it's because of the water. Yeah, maybe it's because of the maybe water, it's just or how they had to record it. I think it must just be how they had to record it. The boom mics must have just needed to be in a certain spot for them to get the recording. That just right. sounded slightly different. But let me know, folks, if you hear heard it too. It's just slightly different in this scene. He promises to save her mother first, and because of this, she dives in to save him. So she drags him to the edge. And takes off the chain, but before she takes off the chain, she assaults him via kiss. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no one can. Everyone in this movie is super horny for Superman. Rachel, they've so inappropriate. You, <laughs> it's so stealing inappropriate. stealing a kiss back in the seventies was not considered as bad as it would be today. Because well, he even was just like, "Why did you kiss me? Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> hey, she says back. So, I, mean, I guess she was sexually assaulted by the the army guys. So that's, that's right. Well, she was. It was part of a ruse. But, it might have been yeah. part of a ruse, but that man didn't want anybody else seeing him like feel her up as he was giving oh, her mouth. Oh, that's mouth. true. I never thought so... about that. Yeah, she, he does make <laughs> the army turn around. Interesting. Yeah. Um, she throws the kryptonite away, and it falls down a drain for the sequel. And she <laughs> says. Why can't I get it on with the good guys? That's exactly what she says, which is such a hilarious line to me. God, this this whole show is horny. What is this? And Superman has no answer for that. He just kind of touches her face and then he flies through the ceiling and heads out. So again, he breaks the he breaks something in Metropolis because he breaks through the ground. Oh yeah. Like where did he go? Yeah. Another from hole, this another Superman hole. Oh man, it's another Superman <laughs> hole. I'll be working the whole freaking week. The guy's doing actually this. fixing the other one, and then he pops out in another area. And he's yeah. like, "God damn it!" <laughs> All these Superman-related mishaps. This whole part from now until the conclusion is just Superman going ham, and I really liked it. It's pretty good. Uh, no, that's good. Limited dialogue, all action, limited score in some parts even, too. It's all very good. He catches up with one missile, he takes it up into the atmosphere, and Luther figures out what happened. Soups sends it off into space, and it explodes, but he's too late. And he couldn't stop the one that hit California. So right. some people are dead right away, I assume, unless that part of the I San Andreas Fault was like, deserted land like death valley nothing survives type of area well, where it showed, had to hit. like some people were like right on top of it <laughs> so some people are dead 
I kind of like that in the at the end of the day, he did not save everyone. He saved he as money as much have. as he could, but he did not save everyone. Even by turning back the clock, he did not save everyone. He couldn't. We'll get into right? that. Huh? I don't know. Yeah. We'll, no, he we'll didn't. Go... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. He couldn't have. So he goes into the fault, and there's a gas station that Lois is trying to get gas from. There's nobody there. There's no gas that she can get to, so she just keeps moving. And the gas station explodes. Because again, you just need something to blow up. It's a big epic picture. The Selkins are probably like, we need more explosion. We need more explosion. So they have the gas station blow up. And then Lois gets caught in some debris. Yeah. And soups. I keep I put was putting soups for, for short. Superman goes into the fault to try and stop it from splitting, because that's the part where if, if this splits, California goes into the ocean. So he's trying to stop it from splitting. So he's going deep, deep, deep into the Earth's crust. Meanwhile, we see the Golden Gate Bridge starts breaking apart. A bus starts teetering over the edge as Superman's preparing the fall. But there's still damage done. Earthquakes are still happening because of this. So he fixes the fault, which I love the effect of him fixing the fault. It's, it's just so them reversing. Weird. It's just them it's reversing so the footage. It's so weird, though, that he's able to. That's not how it works. <laughs> He just pushes the he just pushes the the land back the, the, the crust back up. How we dare like, oh, you? Is he gonna, we were like, is he going to do like a Superman thing and like pull the land back together? Like you can't like a Spider Man thing where he has to like pull things back together that are splitting. Like you can't do that. I can't believe you're questioning the logic behind this. I've been doing Superman. that this entire time. I've been doing that this entire time. <laughs> he saves the bus. He puts it back on the bridge. And then he saves a train getting derailed. And I compared this to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. There's a train that almost falls off in that movie. And I think the Falcon Zord has to save it similarly. Where he like, so Superman oh, just he, like, like uses goes. uses the wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Superman just goes on the rail and yeah, uh, the train part, goes over him. That part I've seen before. Him yeah. like doing that with the train. Yes. So many movies took from this one. It's kind of interesting when you see the little bits and pieces that, that, that were from this. Then we go back to the Hoover Dam and the Hoover Dam starts to burst and Jimmy is hanging off of the side of it. So he's, he's hanging from the dam and the water starts to burst and it's this little miniature Hoover Dam that's bursting. It's, it's kind of cool to, to see mm -hmm. it kind of start to explode. And Superman grabs him as it starts to blow. So he saves Jimmy and then he right. drops Jimmy off in the middle of nowhere and he goes back to flying because Jimmy's like, oh, thanks, Mr. Superman. His lane is will be around any minute now. I right. know just gee golly. Great. <laughs> so Lois runs out of gas. So she's just kind of stuck wherever she's at. And I think and folks at home, let me know if I'm wrong about this. I think in an earthquake, you're supposed to get out of the car, <laughs> right? I would think so. I don't know. All I know is to stand in like a, a, a doorway or something that has like a nice structure to it. You know, I don't know what you would do if you're in a car. Well, I just think like when if an earthquake occurs while you're driving, this is according to Allstate, the insurance company. Uh, yes, Allstate. You slow down. Look for an open area to stop and pull over as soon as it is safe to do. Avoid parking under near or under bridges, overpasses, signs, buildings, etc. Turn off the engine. Set the parking brake on. 
Just so you don't roll. Yeah, and that's all it says. So maybe you are supposed to stay in the car. Cover your head with your arms and Dump wait out the shaking. And cover. <laughs> yeah, so it never tells you to get out of the car. So I guess she's doing the right thing by staying in the car. But what happens here is the fault catches up to Lois, and the whole car falls into the San Andreas fault. And we get a gnarly death scene for one of the most beloved characters in comics. She gets suffocated to death yeah. in her car. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. She got this buried happens. alive. It is. It's brutal. Like, this is a brutal death. Right. Superman stops the dam from overtaking a town. So he's distracted because the dam has burst and he has to stop this dam from overtaking this town. So he he's pushing boulders over to get the dam to stop and he finally yes. gets it to work. And then he suddenly hears Lois in danger. Again, so though, he spots very her. Very cute, very cute little set that they had set up for oh, yes. the water to rush yes. over. It was I love very lovely. cute little set. You can tell it's just these little uh, miniature houses and stuff. It's, I love it's pretty it. obvious. He spots Lois's car. He drags it up out of the ground, but it's too late, mm -hmm. and she's dead. And Superman is devastated, and that's the end of the movie. No, actually, what happens is that Chris Reeve does a great job of playing this. He is so in grief. The score goes silent and we're yeah. just left with Superman and he's just going like, no, no, no. He's like so angry and he's beside himself. Because it happened again. He wasn't, right. he couldn't save her. He says all that. All of the powers it, that he has. His internal monologue, he says, for all of my power, I couldn't save her. Right. Just like his like his dad right well his and dad was different his dad was natural causes she was <laughs> so he was buried alive in her car right right <laughs> um so so he just in a fit of rage just flies into the atmosphere and it's like the screens behind him it's actually a pretty good effect for the time to, to have him go into the, to screen to space and as he's going to space you hear the sound of jor-el telling him it's forbidden to interfere with human history again you hear John Kent telling him that there's a reason that he's here and to remember to use all these powers for good. And then you hear him say that he couldn't save her. And we get, this is in, an infamous ending. In fact, we've mm -hmm. talked about it in the Seinfeld episode. I think we did, yeah. <laughs> he starts flying around the earth so fast that he stops the rotation and he turns back time by having the earth spin the opposite direction. That is not how time works. <laughs> fine. Think he yes. would have just killed more people on earth by having it yes, stop and turn the other way. We'd all be dead. He would have he would have dead. destroyed the planet. Yes. <laughs> the earth would have been completely obliterated. <laughs> but in this universe, in this world, it turns back time. Because he flies around so fast. They kept in that he went, he made it go the right way as well. That's right, yes. I'm glad that they did that because I'm glad that they, they kept him going the right way because I was going to be a little worried if he just had it not go the right direction. Yeah, like, oh, well, <laughs> we just continued. I'm glad that they had the foresight, foresight to have him do spin it the right direction and get it at the exact right speed that it needed to go. Very scientific of him to to be able to do this, to get yeah. it to go the, the right speed. So then we cut to Lois. She's stuck on the road. But this time, Superman stops by and says hi. 
And she mentions that she was almost in an earthquake. And then Jimmy Olsen says that he was stuck in an earthquake too, which means he did not stop that bomb. He only came back in time. He He didn't even stop the dam. I think he just came back with enough time. Because how did he not stop the earthquakes that were like chasing her down, but the dam still got cracked or did the dam not get cracked this time? Does he still have to save the people from the dam? No, no, no. I think what he did was he didn't, he turned it back enough, but the bomb still happened this time. He knew where Lois was. So he got, he stopped the fault. He did the thing where he went in under the ground and pushed it up again instead of trying to find her. That's what I think mm. he did. Because I think everything else actually still happened because otherwise Jimmy wouldn't have been there. I guess, yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense because he's like there and he said like, why did you And they both me mentioned the, the earthquake. And- yeah, so, the, so he and- didn't turn it back in t- enough time to do the earthquake. So Unless, unless when he turned back time everybody continue to have their their memories and he turns back time and wouldn't physically them, everything changes wouldn't every single human being be like yes. deja <laughs> what vu happened? right no they just have deja vu no <laughs> there's no way that there's a Maybe matrix that's what it is it's a matrix deja vu shit where you like it, it just happened like all of a sudden you're like oh wait a minute did that happen and this is why Dorel <laughs> had to tell him, don't mess with human history because you're going to give all these people cancer by messing with their brains. He's going to give up all cancer anyways because he's just like radiation, man. <laughs> <laughs> so if kryptonite is that much radiation, so does Superman. <laughs> it's a different kind of radiation. When he does um, x-ray vision on people. I like the idea that he had to just do everything <laughs> faster because he knew what was going to happen no, wrong. No, I mean, that's fine. I don't know. It's just hard to tell. Yeah, it's very, it's ambiguous. You're not supposed like, to I think about of, it. I kind of wish there was a news article at the end that said, like, the mm. things that did happen. Sure. You know, yeah, like, that very comic book style, you know? Yeah, like, have oh, it spit the at the screen and say Superman saves the Superman day. Superman saves little... the dam. Yeah. Like, the dam actually didn't break. He was able to keep it together. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, Superman saves the day, and then there's, like, a sub-article that says, like, yeah. Hoover Dam needs to be rebuilt or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. It is ambiguous, and you're not supposed to think about it, but that's why, we, that's why we're here, folks. That's what <laughs> we, we do. do. <laughs> that's what Shelf Life does, because that's what we decided to do with our lives. We decided to do this forever, and we're okay with that. Of course. So if you are finding us for the first time because it was Superman, just know... Every episode is pretty much like this. <laughs> so anyway, I was about to say, wait till the next episode where we're breaking down the Congo. So anyway. this Now we cut to... Oh, well, well, she mentions the thing about the earthquake and she's bitching at Superman. And he's like, I was a little busy, Lois. And Jimmy stops the kiss because they're about to kiss and Jimmy stops it. So we actually don't get a kiss between Cl- Lois no. and Clark in this movie. I was kind of yeah. surprised by that. I thought that we would have There's seen so that. much sexual tension that you'd expect a kiss. Yeah. We have to wait for it. Yeah, I guess so. Well, well, wait. we'll get into that. So, patient. We Jimmy, need more love. <laughs> we need more love and romance. I need more poems in the sky. <laughs> so Superman says he has something to do and he leaves. And 
Jimmy's like, oh, Miss Lane, if Clark were here. I'm so mad that Clark didn't get to see this. I don't know why he says this. And yeah, then- <laughs> I don't even know why he says this either, because it's like Clark wasn't supposed to go on the trip with you. No, what What does Clark matter? He doesn't matter. And Lois says, Clark, he's never around when... Nah, no, never mind. No shit! <laughs> you were back in the office! Yeah, it makes you feel like there there were adventures going on that we didn't see. Right! Like, I missed... Down what Superman. did I miss? Yeah. Like all of a sudden she's with Superman and then she sees Clark and then she sees Superman and then she sees Clark. Yeah, like, yeah. It must happen a lot more often. Yeah, yeah. Than we than we're led on to believe. That's, that's okay though. Like think that's about like Spider Man. There's like montages of like of adventures or or stuff like that. So Superman drops off Luther and Otis at a random jail. No, I think uh, it's um I think it's what's the one that's on the island? Alcatraz. I think it's Alcatraz. I think it was closed by 1978. Was it? Let's see. I want to see. Because <laughs> it looks like it could be Alcatraz. Uh, 1963. Damn. Okay, never mind. So it wasn't Alcatraz. <laughs> it just looks like it could be. So yeah, so um, random. Maybe in the, maybe Metropolis, but it, maybe. I mean maybe it was like they they Metropolis, Metropolis and, is Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, Metropolis is Alcatraz. So <laughs> uh, Metropolis. So the <laughs> this is where Luthor reveals his bald head. He takes his wig off and he's like, "It's Lex Luthor, <laughs> criminal mastermind." This, which I guess he's just mad because the, I think he's mad that the warden didn't recognize him. So he's like, "God yes. damn it, I have to take this wig so that you know who I am." Good evening, Warden. I think these two men should be safe here with you now so they can get a fair trial. Who is it, Superman? Lex Luthor. The greatest criminal mind of our time. Of our time? I hereby serve notice. He's serving notice to you. That these walls... That these walls here... Will you shut up, please? You. All right, take him away, boy. Oh, you, you. Don't hit me now. Nick Wicks. Nick Because he's also a master of disguise like Superman. I put yeah. on a wig and you don't know who I am. <laughs> I do like that he is trying to go into this rant about how the jail's not like these these yes. walls won't and they and they like stop him because Otis is trying to do it too. Right. And they're like, yeah, just take him away. And then the final line actually got to me for a second. Like I actually felt well, a hold little on. I do like that Superman says goodnight <laughs> to the warden. Yeah, no, that's Can what I'm saying. I, I like, I like this little bit. It actually, it made me feel, it made me feel, feel warm. It, it, it made, it made me feel swell because the warden is like, thanks, Superman. And he says, you don't have to thank me, warden. We're all part of the same team. Good night. And he, <laughs> it's like, that's like, that's the final word of the movie. Like, it, it makes sense. It's so Superman to just tell the night. audience good night. <laughs> And I like that he says we're all part of the same team. It's Yeah, no, I do he, like that. He is the hero that we don't deserve. He is the optimistic hero that we don't deserve as humans. He's going to be there to save the world. And, and, he, and we don't have to thank him. He's just doing his what he thinks is right. I like that. I like that that's, I like that that's the tone. That's and and it and it just goes it's the verisimilitude of it. It's very Superman in the comics. It's something I think that the Zack Snyder version should have had. And we'll get into that when we when we get into it, but I like that that happens at the end. So then he flies off into space and the music swells and we get dun da da dun da 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 dun da 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 da
And this is where I thought Superman smiled at the camera. He kind of does because he flies at the camera and he smiles at it. And we had to credits. And that is the end of Superman. But I will add on to this very quickly. At the very end of the credits, it says we will return in Superman or next year, Superman 2. And it was reminding me very, very, very much of at the end of all these friggin' MCU movies where they'll be like, Thor will return and all of this stuff. And I don't like it when the MCU does it. I really don't like those. It only worked once because of at the end of Infinity War when they kind of played on it with Thanos. But I, I, it's so funny because it's like people come and I don't like it at at the end of the MCU movies, but it's like, man, Superman, Superman was doing this 30 years earlier. It's just kind of funny to me that they they were like, we'll be back with Superman 2! And we'll be back with Superman 2 at some point, too, on Shelf Life. That's right. But that, we did it. We got to the end of Superman. We did it. The movie. And that means that it is time. Rachel, it is time to say, does Superman have Shelf Life? Does Superman make your shelf? Do you want me to go first? You want me to? Go I'll let first? you, ladies, first. But if you want me to go first, I will. I know you always make me go first. You always <laughs> make me go first. You always make me describe whatever the hell we're watching. <laughs> That's our pattern. I can go first though, if you want me to. No, it's this is it, okay. So I'm I'm torn. Okay, I'm torn. Right. Watching it. So this is the problem with our with our whole podcast because I enjoy talking about movies. So it ends up making me like the movie probably more than the original viewing. Okay. Okay. And there were very corny parts in this. I wasn't. I did, was not a fan of that weird poem. I was not a fan of uh, how the the Lex Luthor whole thing was. Honestly. Okay. When I first watched this, it felt the the tone comforting. of the Lex scenes or the plot. Yes, the whole Lex. Well, there is the plot holes with him and the Kryptonite, but sure, the the whole cartoony Lex Luthor just felt like it didn't fit. Okay, with the rest of the movie. Now, but like going through it again, I did like it. There was a lot of like really endearing parts. There was a lot of fun parts. I really, I really enjoyed it. So I'm kind of torn. Okay. I can tell you my and opinion if it helps. No. Okay. I don't want to hear your opinion yet. So- <laughs> I mean, if you want to do opinion no. first, and then I can no, tell no, you what no. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't know I, if you're trying to like convince me of one way or the other. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to convince you. I, I want you to have your own. So I like the idea of this being like one of the first superhero movies. And I, I liked getting to actually see it and watch it, and I enjoyed watching it, and it was really corny, and I really loved all the the way they did special effects back then. So the thing is, is I feel like I need a I need it to be on the shelf. It needs to be on the shelf. <laughs> Rachel doesn't. No, it might not be. <laughs> it's not the movie we want. It's the it's the Superman movie we need. <laughs> so I I think I'm gonna put it on the shelf. Okay. For the fact that it is the first superhero movie. Let me ask and... you this. Yeah, go. I mean, continue. I didn't want to cut you off. And it was enjoyable to watch. Okay. I I guess if we want to go. So what were, what was your stipulation? What was the. 
how do we know if it's on the shelf? It's on the shelf if you if it has rewatchability, and if you find it entertaining for any reason that that you would right. go back to re, to revisit it and rewatch it because you enjoy I think it. I would. It it, it, it has a place on your shelf. So that's why I think it goes on the shelf is because now like talking about it and like relooking at it and then I'm like I kind of want to watch it again. You know, it's like I got that feeling all of a sudden. So I was like, you know what? I came into this thinking I'm not gonna put it on the shelf. People are gonna be pissed <laughs> at me. I'm gonna put it into the little. I'll put it in my in my chest of like of your goodies, box with small right? soldiers. Yeah, my, my fun box of of stuff that I I'll watch and then that's like that's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to throw it because away. I'm not going to burn we've it. We've on this show, you know? we've, we've said there's movies that are good or, or great and have not put on the shelf because we're like, yeah, it's great, sure. but I, I, it's not my type of movie or I'm not going to watch right. it again or whatever. You said, yeah, you you didn't want Ghost. I wanted Ghost because I'm going to watch it again because I actually right. enjoyed that. It was the first time right. I watched it. Yeah. This one, though, I I got it. It like it like it hit me now that I'm like, no, I'm going to put it on there. So it's coming out of the chest of my original thoughts and it's going okay. on to the shelf and it's gonna be cute and we'll put a little figurine next to it and i'm gonna <laughs> like it <laughs> i don't have any superman paraphernalia it would have to go next to all of my batman stuff <laughs> and it would be batman like looking pissed off at it captain america shield <laughs> or a bunch of captain america stuff yeah i don't know what you're Man gonna say part. but that's i think it, it hit shelf worthiness re retalking about it it's like and then right onto the shelf. <laughs> so I'll be as brief as I can, but I think at this point, everyone knows how blustery I am when it comes to quote unquote important films or well-known films or well-known this properties. Because we, We've done all sorts of stuff. I, like you, thought I was going to get, I thought we were going to get hated on by most of the internet because we were going to say we didn't like this movie. Because we're just, I'm not a Superman fan. I don't like corniness a lot of the time, unless it unless it fits. And right. it can't be too corny that it makes you kind of cringe and feel awkward. Yeah, like, like I, I'm okay with some campiness <laughs> in, in the right in the right context. I just didn't. Sure. I don't want that in superheroes for some reason. And I guess it's because I've just. You want up. them to feel more adult than you do want them to be for kids because they kind of almost ruined it when they were forcing it to be only for kids. Yeah, and I don't need everything to be dark and gritty <laughs> either. Like, I don't need no. to get val. I don't need validation that I like all this kid shit because I'm an adult. Like, I, I really don't. I know I like kid shit because most stuff is for kids. Unless you're, you know, doing the <laughs> stock market or something. It more interesting. Well, it's what makes money. So that's what gets made is stuff for kids well i'm not thinking about the money i'm just thinking about the enjoyability factor is that a lot of like kids stuff is is more whimsical and more or more enjoyable sure you know well, otherwise yeah. it gets really dramatic and like it's it's but i mean like game of thrones is for kids but it has fantasy elements that are kids like yeah right. exactly it's still fantasy a lot um, of people would say fantasy is only for children it's not bullshit <laughs> anyways go on so I thought I was going to come in this and it was going to be me trying to say, okay, I see why people like it, but it's not for me. I really thought, but I, I'm shocked to say I like this movie. I genuinely like this movie. It is not perfect. Uh, no, the people that tell not. you it's perfect, I think have nostalgia for it. It's, it's very flawed. It has 
parts that don't work. It has areas that don't work at all, but it is endearing and it is charming. Yes. Yeah. And it does something, it. it does something that I think is, it goes back to verisimilitude. It decided <laughs> to not besmirch these characters and to treat it with respect Superman doesn't need to be dark and gritty. He just needs to be treated as the character that he is. And that's what they did for mm-hmm. warts and all. They did. This is a, the Superman movie. This is about as good as you could do for a Superman movie. Now, does it make my shelf? I really like all the Superman stuff in it. I think it's very entertaining. And I'm going to quote the great, the late, great John Madden. I think John Madden said this. John Madden said when he was evaluating Hall of Famers and we went and he was evaluating whether or not something someone made the Hall of Fame, the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. One of the criteria that he would use in his head was, can you tell the story of football without this person? And if you couldn't tell the story of football without that person, they went in the Hall of Fame. And he used that for players and non-players alike. Like he used it for the Sables and he used it for, for owners and different people. Um, sure. It's one of the reasons why he's in the Hall of Fame. You can't tell the story of football without John Madden. I don't think you can tell the story of superheroes without this movie. I think whether it's comic books or movies or TV shows, you can't understand where they came from without this Superman 1978 movie. So that, that sways me a little bit more too. Sure. But... In general, I really did like this movie. I don't know if I'll buy the 4K or not, or if I'll just enjoy having it on digital, but I... Digital shelf counts. (laughs) It has shelf life. It's on my shelf as well. Yeah. Yes. I'm shocked. I really did not think this one was going to be on my shelf. We both did the same thing, though. (laughs) It's it's one of those weird, weird things where we came into it going, oh, well, I'm not really a Superman fan, and it's probably really campy and silly, so... And and it is. There's silly parts. And it was campy and silly. Yeah. But it was It's charming. And charming, and it surprised me, and I liked Lois. (laughs) (laughs) So and, I don't know. And I liked was... all the horniness. <laughs> God, that sexual tension. Can't wait for what's happening in, in and there, and, and look, there were plenty of parts where I think they could have done some stuff better. I do oh, think that some of this stuff could have been done better. I actually think it should That's have been longer. But as it is, it still makes the shelf. Uh, it's it's just I do I would totally understand. I understand both sides. If somebody were to take our advice and watch this based on our us saying it has shelf life and go I don't get it I don't like this at all I would understand because it's sure it's well that's just because everybody has their own opinions it's different taste yeah <laughs> but ours is the true opinion <laughs> as much as you can like dislike or hate a movie we are the truth I would totally get if someone was like this is garbage and I get the people that love it I'm, I don't love it but I th- do think yeah. it has a place on the shelf yeah any other further thoughts on that, Rachel, before I take us yeah. out? Okay. So that is Superman, Superman the movie from 1978, <laughs> directed by Richard Donner. Okay. Rachel, cross it off the list. It is on the shelf. And I have been Kevin. And I'm Rachel. This has been Shelf Life. We will see you next time.
No, sir. Don't thank me, Warden. We're all part of the same team. Night.